Hello everyone and welcome to bonus episode 12 of KW Radio. I'm the boss David Lovell, uh, your host this evening for a look at a brief history of KW for 2014. And uh, off the heels of KW5, we had a little bit of a momentum. Uh, I managed to get rid of a pain in the arse um, and uh, kick-ass wrestling as a an, an entity was really doing well uh, coming off its fifth birthday um, 2014 was certainly going to be a hell of a, sh- a, um, a hell of a journey so uh, let's waste no time and get uh, looking at uh, the first show of the calendar, which was New Year's Execution 2014, taking place at KW House, the infamous KW House, on uh, January the 11th. Um, and uh, opening contest saw a kick-ass rules matchup where Blaze defeated Super Skull in 1156. Uh, then we saw the World Heavyweight Championship in action as the ch- uh, as the champion, the Prince of Pain Rogue, kept her title. Over Big Ass Tiger in six minutes and six seconds. So, uh, Big Ass Tiger certainly became a bit of a phenomenon in the latter part of 2013, and this was really Big Ass Tiger becoming a contender uh, in taking on Rogue. And moving on, we had a number one contenders match under Kick Ass Rules, where Horsemeat defeated Party Time Pete in 12 minutes 45 seconds to become the number one contender. Uh, there was an underlying story here that Party Time Pete. Um, was distracted by uh, a real-life incident, actually, that happened with him and his then-former tag team partner, Wizkid Luke. Now, Wizkid Luke was on the outs with kick-ass wrestling as a result of an incident that took place in Tower Bridge, New Year's Eve, um, and let's just say it got very personal on the part of Pete and Luke, um, to say the very least. Now, prior to halftime, an incident that must be seen to be believed, and quite frankly, at this at the time of writing, we were at a legal sticky wicket, and that's the best way to describe it, uh, how it was described. Um, now, I'm not sure I should play this, but there was, um, to give you a bit of a background, if in case you have not heard the story, um... There was a man who purported to be uh, a man who I used to work with in Leytonstone, uh, who became a bit of a pariah in underground wrestling in that era. Uh, and I beat this man at KW5, a man known as the Um Now, again, we entertained this idiot for a couple of shows. I beat the shit out of him alongside half the KW roster, but uh, j- just listen to this clip, and it just has to be listened to to be believed. Yeah, so um, I've pulled up uh, this audio from uh, the DVD release of uh, New Year's Execution 2014, which I think is out of print now, but uh, let's play this clip. Um, here we go. Now what I'm doing here is I'm explaining to everyone that there's some breaking news regarding um, the second half of the show, which I'll get to in just a second. But uh, here we go. We've got some more matches on deck. An apparition from the past uh, appears in the arse arse in. What the hell? The man I beat at KW5. Who let this shit in? Dan, the man opens uh, eloquently. Boo! 
Hold on, hold on. 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 Yeah, I've found a religious power. <clears throat> Car conclusion. I'm so sorry for everything I've done. <laughs> I know you don't all want to give me, but I say sorry. <laughs> I apologise, I have a pedo. I'm sorry for the messages I've put on Facebook. I am. Fuck you. Fuck you all. And there, he actually simulates his own suicide with a butter knife. Not the proudest moment in KW, but certainly an interesting moment. Here's how we reacted. <coughs> <laughs> Robo Shadoku saying to kick him in the head. All I'll say is that he just whispered something to me. He said, Jimmy Savile, I love you. Fuck. Okay, let's. Cut it, cut it, cut it. Let's move on to a serious situation. <laughs> and you got me actually doing the cutthroat while well, someone has simulated cutting his own throat. Now, on the DVD release, what we actually did, we did we put a test card, uh, put, which said technical difficulties, please stand by. And we actually, um, that was technically half time. But it was so strange how it all turned, turned out. Um, now, how we uh, actually went about transitioning something, which was quite interesting is that uh, during the first half of the show, um, the mats were red. Uh, and after halftime, we flipped them, and they were blue. Um, uh, so it was... Uh, it, was a cr it was creative. I thought it was very creative, actually, how we did that. Um, so um, that was quite interesting how what you know what we did there but uh yeah um rotting pieces ass ass in <laughs> and um yeah evidently that was the final appearance of that character in kw so fortunately i mean we did that on our own volition i think we didn't get sued or, or threatened with violence or anything from certain members of a certain wrestling family in leytonstone thank goodness and we move on to the second half of that show as uh, we had uh, a bit of an announcement as Yoshihiro Dashidushi, the KW British Airweight Champion, suffered an injury. It was a knee injury, as a matter of fact, and he'd be out for uh, up to four months. So, well, anything from uh, anything up to four months. So the title was vacant um, and a four-man tournament was cr uh, created to um, crown a champion. Um, and uh, let's take a look at those two uh, semi-final matchups. The first one saw Xavier James defeat Dio Hicks in 8:42. Hicks was one half of the KW World Tag Team Champions. His brother SG, uh, the other half of the champions, the really fucking dangerous brothers, indeed won the titles back in December 2013. There, after God knows how long, they'd been chasing for the titles pretty much since they first formed as a team in 2010. And in your second semi-final, the Psycho Yank defeated Tyson Snow in 8.05 um, by submission. 
the Snow Yank uh, rivalry continuing in 2014. It really intensified in 2013. And uh, Psycho Yank defeating the US champion Tyson Snow at the time. And then we um, turn to my blog of uh, the report for uh, New Year's Execution on kickasswrestling.co.uk. Um, in regard to the result of the final. It was a traditional British rules match. Nine five-minute rounds for the blue and red belt. Psycho Yank scored the opening fall in 39 seconds of round three. And then James equalised immediately with a choke slam in just 15 seconds of round four. Yank was reading in round five, but rallied in the sixth. James went for a fall toward the end. Then the lights dimmed and some ominous music played on the PA. Indeed, that that music played on the PA, and it was clear that the Illuminati, the mysterious evil force, that had been threatening to appear in kick-ass wrestling, had made their presence felt as both combatants and the referee were left dazed and confused. Round seven then began with both men looking for the deciding fall, and it went to Yank, who got a submission on James in two minutes of round seven, winning him the championship. So, um, yeah, very interesting uh, turn of events as far as uh, the Illuminati making... uh, an appearance, as it were, was concerned. So um, we've got that queued up. Uh, let's uh, go to, uh, I think, midway through round six of that uh, main event and uh, play the clip. I went, oh, dropped everything, but to no avail. And now, mount position here from Psycho Yank. He's, he's going to work on the choke there. Oh wait, Xavier with a cover. Oh wait a minute. What the hell? Wait a minute. What the hell's going on? KW House has descended into darkness and you can hear the music. What the hell is going on here? The lights have come back on. What the hell's going on there? Everyone's down, including the ref. Oh, wait a minute. Where's Psycho Yank? Psycho Yank's disappeared. Ref's been knocked down. Could it be that the Illuminati are here? This this un- this this threat that has been brewing for months now seemingly made its first appearance of 2014. So yeah, uh, the Illuminati making. Um, Guess an unscheduled appearance, I guess, for lack of a better expression. Um, it was such a such an in, such an insane 
moment. And uh, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. It it, it was just a, so odd. Um, so yeah, Yank won the top, won the title, and then we had this post match stuff happening. Uh, Psycho Yank, of course, leaving with the title. He kind of put the blame on Tyson Snow, actually, of course, uh, for the whole Illuminati shenanigans. But uh, let's just say this clip saw the Illuminati break their silence. Firstly, Tyson Snow, and then... Oh, wait a minute. How the hell did the US title belt get there? Yank is claiming that Tyson Snow is to blame for... Do you reckon that Psycho Yank believes that Snow is behind the... Wait a minute! The lights what dip, the hell's going on there? Again. No oh, this is, this is James is in the ring, and he's alone. Well, they made their presence felt during the during the the match. Wait a minute! Now that's clearly not the spokesman. The Illuminati have spoken. You many many people believe that this is actually the elder who was the um. Who is a member of the Illuminati that only appeared one show? The Illuminati will make sure that heroes never prosper. What the hell? A chilling message to Xavier James, but the look on James's face, it's like he's. For the last time, he's seen this coming. Suffer the sins. Of the eternally damned. The Illuminati are everywhere, and the Illuminati will strike you when you least expect it. This isn't a threat, it's a promise. So saying, the Illuminati. Wow, what the hell? The Illuminati didn't screw Xavier James. Xavier James. Screw Xavier James. That is all. Now the lights... And then the lights dim one more time. James was just like... Ooh, I'm so scared. James could very well be a target for the rage of the Illuminati. What the hell is going on here? Well, I'll tell you what. The Illuminati look like they're here and they're here to stay in kick-ass wrestling. Could it be that they are... that they have targeted... The Mysterious Sinner. Well, that's all the time I've got. Okay, so, yeah, Xavier James was pretty much the uh, first target of the Illuminati. Um, To say the least, that was a strange little promo, actually. Um, Like I said, many people believe it wasn't the spokesman who cut the promo. It was the Elder who was... um, I believe he was a member of the Illuminati who made probably one or two appearances. I think he appeared at British style. We'll get to that later on. Uh, but how about Psycho Yank become British Airway champion? He'd only been in KW a couple of months, uh, debuted at KW5. So made quite the impact, let's just say that. And uh, James also had to focus on the uh, I Quit match he was going to have with St. Anger, but... I don't think actually happened for quite some time. Uh, those two actually were kept almost at arm's length for, for a considerable amount of time. 
Okay, moving on. <laughs> and, um, well, to, to be honest with you, we have one of the more enjoyable segments, let's just say, uh, as far as um, KW concerned. A stick it up your Valentine's took place on February 8th, also at KW House in Stepney. And it began with um, something a little ominous to begin with. Uh, all I'll have to say is just listen to this. This has to be listened to, be believe. Let's... As the funeral march plays, Big Ass Tiger's carrying uh, the Ass Arsons T-shirt. What <laughs> even places over you, James? I can't remember which brother it is. He's carrying the orange wig. <laughs> and you've got DL Hicks in uh, at the timekeeper's table playing the funeral music, and you've got Rogue <laughs> joking. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the stroke in the children's ward, Joe. Uh, screw this funeral music. Let's play something a little bit more upbeat. Yeah, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> of course, a little bit of sense of humour there. A celebration plays on the PA. Goodness me. Now, I can't remember if that's Blaze or Xavier James, but fuck me, he dances like a drunk uncle at a wedding. God almighty. Incredible. That's what it is. SG was in the back, but he was getting beer. Okay. <laughs> DL Hicks on the mic. Don't push my fuck off, sir. Do you want to start? Yeah. Fuck it, why not? Mm. Fuck it. Fuck. You're, the, you're, you're a better jack he ever was, so fuck it, let's go. Okay, right then. If I set that thing alight, do you think it'll burn your ass down? Um, <laughs> it might cause some minor property damage. Anyway. If you do that outdoors, I'll check it out. You won't have burn it, burn it out on the boat, didn't you? Yeah, we'll do that after. Yeah? Borrow some gas. Burn it, burn it. Yeah. Burn the T-shirt. Well, Ty said something, bro. Burn him with it. Yeah, burn the T-shirt. There's not much left. Burn the fucking T-shirt with it. Yeah, there's bugger all left. Just a T-shirt, and I think he thought he was his, you know, his murking, his pubic wig. Trouble is, um... Mr. Wilkinson did not know until much later on in his life, after puberty of course, that he only ever had nine pubic hairs. Eight of them consisted of a spider and he pissed out the ninth. <laughs> yeah, we got pretty mean, let's just say that in this. The loss of British Underground Wrestling's biggest problem. Well, basically, we all know why we're here. Oh, you, yeah. you, um, Blaze, can you just do me a favour, please? Yeah. 
I wasn't Xavier James there. We'll get some beer, please. But this needs, yeah. this, year, this needs to celebrate quick. Run! 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 Oh dear. Uh, I won't play all of it because it is a really cool segment. It lasts about probably about 13 and a half, 14 minutes. And it does end on Dio Hicks um, just tearing arse arse in a new uh, proverbial arse hole. Uh, let's just say that. Uh, one thing I did notice actually is that um, that funeral actually was one of the funniest segments I've ever had the opportunity to produce. Um, now, one person who wasn't at the funeral, as it were, uh, was the mercenary for hire Super Skull. Because Super Skull had some other plans in mind. Um, and this was a, a very popular segment. So popular, as a matter of fact, it actually had its own little uh, segment um, on on YouTube and on our website. It's still on there, I think, under promos and potpourri. Uh, it, the video in question is called How to Rib Super Skull in 45 Seconds. But here's the full segment that uh, the KW Edit Monkeys uh, made into their own version, their own tribute to Botchamania. But this is the, the, this is the actual segment. Super Skull walking downstairs. <coughs> talking about something. Lights in the lobby are off. He turns off. Goes to the toilet. Occupado! Get out of here! What part don't you understand? The Occu or the Pardo? Occupado! A line lifted straight out. Two and a half men. <laughs> the Occu or the Pardo, I think, actually is an episode name of uh, an episode two and a half men. You're moving a prick? Oh, fuck's sake. Now, this is where uh, famously Super Skull corpses. Um... This now for toilet paper, by the way. That's what makes him corpse. <laughs> Literally, he corpsed. <laughs> it, it it's quite hilarious, um, and I didn't re—I uh, did actually realise this um, until the edit monkeys did the whole "How to Rip Super Skull in 45 Seconds" video. Super skull. Yeah. 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 Hey, 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 easy, easy. Yeah. You haven't given me any title shots in the last month, have you? Hang on, hang on. Wait the tick. Easy. Firstly, if you're taking your medication. Of course I am. Okay. Now, if you don't do what I want, this place will go out in flames, you know that. And I'm not afraid to use this and Jesus. put it everywhere. And... <laughs> Super Skull's, uh, the, the, the nozzle of Abby, Abigail the gas can of death being used as the old Jesus lever. Uh, I'm trying to find that actually, that actually, that other, that how the rib Super Skull primer, because it is fucking a masterful way to uh, take that particular piece of material. But uh, let's carry on with the segment. You don't know what I'm like with Nick Matches, I'm dropping everywhere. Okay, right. I know you're still pissed that you lost the British Heavyweight title with your tight beatings. Yeah. Okay. Last month? Yeah, wasn't necessarily your finest out. How about I put you in a match? But, yes, let's say I put you in something to get all that energy, all that rage, all that pent-up aggression out. Maybe even some sexual tension. Don't you fucking Hey, Super Skull, relax. An opportunity for you is a phone call away. You're in a hardcore match, mate, alright? Alright. Mm. Later on. Mm. 
No need to, you know, you can drink it. You don't need to douse anything with it. Excuse me. Hello? Super Skull gives the thumbs up to um, end the segment. But that was setting up Super Skull being put in a hardcore championship matchup. Um, we had a, f- a matchup uh, later on where we would have a four-way matchup for the hardcore title. And then the winner of that match would wrestle Super Skull with the title online. Now, I found the How to Rib Super Skull video. Uh, let's pull that up and uh, hopefully this works. Occupado! Get out of here! What part don't you understand? The Occu or the Pardo? Our pure a minute, you prick! Oh, fuck's sake. And the caption said, send for the fucking man, rather than send for the man. Um, now, this is the bit where uh, I... This is the bit where I pull uh, the Abigail's uh, nozzle. And then it, it finishes there. You know what I want? This place will go out in flames, you know that. And I'm not afraid to use this. And- Jesus! Jesus, D. Firstly, if you're taking your medication... Fucking bullshit! <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah, that was the Edit Monkey's debut, I think, on the big stage, if I'm perfectly honest. Anyway, but let's uh, get to Stick It Up Your Valentine's 2014, because there's a lot to talk about. And we begin with the opening contest, as uh, Tequila Salvador would get a shot at the KW Cruiserweight title in Boomerang Brian Walker. <laughs> Uh, kept his title over Tequila in 1445. Um, next, Party Time Pete addressed the Kick-Ass Wrestling Universe, vowing not to compete until his score with Wizkid Luke had been settled on uh, day two of the sixth annual April Duels. April Duels was actually over three days over the Easter weekend in 2014. Suffice to say, the one-man party would vow to hunt Luke down if he no-showed on day two of the uh, uh, weekend, uh, which was April 19th. In the second matchup, Big Ass Tiger defeated Blue by disqualification in 447. Seemingly fun spirited match degenerating into chaos as Blue was DQ'd, seemingly snapping for no reason after Tiger attempted a moonwalk. Tiger and the referee both victims of the newfound rage of the being from a blue world. Next, we had some choice words from Mr. Liam Stevens, the manager of a litany of clients in kick ass wrestling. Uh, in stark contrast to the majority of projects who have gone varying degrees of popularity, Stephen showed his abrasive personality off the block. Dressed in full Dagenham and Redbridge regalia, Stephen's ripped on pretty much anything and everything. Yeah, Liam Stevens making his, uh, I think his first appearance as a as a man in, as an on-air personality. Yeah, it was interesting. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to queue up. Uh, his promo, but I actually found a really good uh, little uh, 30 second on camera that uh, Rogue did uh, hyping up the main event. But uh, but yeah, it was uh, interesting. But anyway, here's Liam Stevens' uh, uh, abrasive personality coming into the fore. Uh, I think, like I said, this was his first appearance as an on air personality in kick ass wrestling. Here we go. <laughs> Dagenham sucks. 
So does Orient, you fucking bellend. You don't even fucking know me, mate. At least we're winning. Oh, winning, mate? Fuck it. I remember when you fucking lost on penalties, you dickheads. You're losing. You lot don't know fucking shit for a penalty spot for a winger. And that, not very loud, mate. You're loud when your missus said to you, fuck off, mate. You're a sport warrior. Oh, no, sorry, mate, you're an Arsenal dickhead. Oh, sorry, no, Tottenham. <laughs> what Stop a PSA! <laughs> right. Am I there, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, Mr. Stevens, if I may interject in for just a moment. Yeah, you interject sometimes, don't you, you freak? Yeah. Now, over the last few. And if you think about this, Liam Stevens has actually wound it in as general manager of KAW. Think about that for a second. I'll wait. Tip the veal. The wait is great. <laughs> Let's carry on. Few months we've seen your clients yeah, lose championships over the last few months. Yeah. You've asked for this microphone time, and I think, you know, what's on your mind? What are, what's going through the heads of the former manager of champions? Yeah, you say former manager, fuck it. 2014 will be the year that Liam Stevens Limited is back on top. Fuck danger, fuck blaze, fuck, fuck these like fucking nobodies you get out from out the playground, don't ya? You go fucking, you talk to this fucking leader stone prickhead, he goes and dies, you go and say, oh, I'll take your talent. Mm. To be fair, we did take the best talent. Yeah, the best talent ever. Yeah, but you fucking took, you took the ball when you fucking bring in the whiskey, Luke, and tip, didn't ya? It's from Leighton Stone. You're probably a fucking Chelsea supporter. Which reminds me, actually, you're... <laughs> the irony is, Luke, uh, whiskey, Luke, is a Chelsea supporter, although um, I've ragged on him in outside of KW uh, for being a bandwagon-jumping Chelsea supporter. I mean, he would have been, what... Oh, Whiskered Luke. He's part of uh, the 91 club. So a bunch of KW talents who were born in 1991. Um, he would have been, what, 14? When Chelsea won the league uh, for the first time under their current regime? Something like that. <sighs> Modern Chelsea fans, everyone. Klein, party time Pete, has been very vocal about Whiskered Luke in the last couple of months. And, well, what you're, what, obviously you're going to take... You know, party time beats side, but what's your take on it? Well, no. Well, I know Liam Whiskey Lewis says, yeah, come on, no. You're not going to be a client of mine, but you're a tag team part of the fight. Right? But you're a Chelsea scam. You don't fucking say Chelsea, You've got fucking millions of doing, doing some fucking Russian blokes business or something. No wonder we fucking told off when all that fucking trainer's got no driver on it. That's fucking elf as that is. No driver, nothing. No one's watching you. No wonder he's got, he, he can suck anyone's knob on that fucking thing. No fucking person to fucking man the doors. Uh-huh. The fuck you pressed the button open himself. What Liam's uh, referring to is uh, Wizkid Luke famously got, uh, if the stories are true, fellatio on the Docklands Light Railway, which of course is driverless. And uh, let's just say that Stevens is uh, more than London Underground man. At least that's got a driver. I think that's kind of what he's aiming at. Could have fallen off the fucking lift, but no. Mm. I say I, I stay on the district line, mate. District line's fucking safest train ever. Yeah. It's definitely open ground because that's fucking open ground. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, come on, um, later on we will see Super Skull in action in a hardcore match. Now, 
I didn't like how he accosted me earlier uh, here at Sticking Up Your Valentine's. Well, it's my Take take your man when he's fucking his, his negative. When he's fucking when he's down on his dumps. Well, technically you're on your dump, but fuck it. But what I meant was when he when he's vulnerable, right? You go in, go for the kill, right? But I didn't think you'd go over the side and knock you out in the fucking toilet, nearly. I said we go confront him. Wait till he's on his dump. He may have loads of shit on his plate. <laughs> I said to him, no, just go and talk to him. I didn't think you'd go do that, but fucking hell, it's got results, didn't it? Can't argue with that. Now, let's uh, wind this down, sort of, with, obviously, the rivalry you've got with Jack Slane. Jack Slane's a fucking villain, right? Who said, oh, I'm a fucking West Ham sport? They are fucking shit, mate. You look at the table. Dagnum is a fucking lead to do fucking work better. They've got pulse with them, mate. What do you expect? Right? It's too fucking easy. West Ham, they fucking go out to Italy. Oh, mate, I'll sign these two Italian players. The irony is, is that you've got down the man Oakden at ringside heckling Stevens. Um, Oakden is an Orient fan. Uh, Stevens is a Dagenham fan. As we record this in 2017, they're both in the conference. League Two is supposed to be easy. The fuck they are fucking so foreigners. We've got fucking British born fucking scorers in that our team. Well, I say the slane, and you can all take this as no, he's a closet Tottenham fan. And he knows it. He takes some spurs, he loves that badge, he fucking gives me a kiss. You say you say he likes the Amers, fuck it. He takes that cockerel somewhere that he doesn't like. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me. Liam Stevens, everyone. Goodness. Um yeah. Oh, yeah, Liam, like I said, Liam wound it down uh, later on. And, of course, when he became general manager. Holy show me. Uh, moving on um, to the next match uh, to look at at uh, Stick It Up Your Valentines. Uh, Tyson Snow kept the US heavyweight title over the Dark Soul in a matchup, a match of the year candidate in 1557. Uh, Psycho Yank was at ringside, providing additional belligerence to both men. Um, of course, Tyson Snow, Dark Soul, and Psycho Yank have a little bit of a uh, history to intertwined with each other. Uh, Dark Soul trained both Dark, uh, Snow and Yank. Um, and Snow garnered the, uh, the win with a super kick. Post-match, Psycho Yank theorized with Snow that Dark Soul is working with the Illuminati. Um... And there was an unholy alliance, an unlikely alliance between Snow and Yank, with the U.S. champ, with the um, U.S. champion having a seed of doubt planted about his mentor. Um, so uh, yeah, that was an interesting um, turn of events in the uh, rivalry between uh, Psycho Yank and and Tyson Snow. Moving on though. We began the second half of the show with D.L. Hicks alone entering KAW House without SG, but carrying both of the tag team titles and SG's hardcore championship. Hicks said that he had not seen hide nor hair of SG uh, after he had gone on his way to purchase alcohol, which was indeed was the case. Hicks continued by saying he would then defend both the world tag team titles and the hardcore titles solo if need be. Potentially three consecutive bouts, including a bonus hardcore title bout with Super Skull. So Hicks called on Mr. Danger to name his partner for the tag title match. 
Danger entered, cut right to the chase, and announced that Team Danger would reunite for one night only. So his tag team partner would be Blaze. And this was a heck of a matchup, handicap matchup for the World Tag Team titles, uh, which Dio Hicks won by pinning Danger in 1447, reversing Waste Disposal into a D5 for the free count. Uh, so the really fucking Dangerous Brothers retained the KW World Tag Team titles. And out of the blue, SG arrived after all with beer. And the hardcore champion was seemingly delayed on his trip to his... Uh, was hardcore t- champion, excuse me, seemingly delayed on his trip to the off-license, was ready to defend the hardcore title. And so we had a four-way contest between SG, DL Hicks, Miss Danger and Blaze. And it was a physical matchup indeed. Uh, SG actually uh, got the match stopped around the 10-minute mark after Hicks threw a breaking tray into his brother's face, uh, causing the, him, the SG to piss blood out of his nose. Uh, Hicks has actually broken his own brother's nose, despite them being tag team champions. There's no way that the two brothers would hold back in this every man for themselves situation. Mr. Danger pulled up with what was diagnosed as a minor hip injury, so it was down to Hicks and, and uh, Blaze in this uh, contest. Um, Hicks pinned Blaze, oh, excuse me, tapped out Blaze with a Sydney Street siege in 12, uh, roughly 1240 to. Uh, become the new KW Hardcore Champion. Two out of the three ain't bad for Hicks. Um, Blaze then attacked Hicks after the contest, um, showing a little bit of frustration and bitterness, boiling over and coming up short in a championship event once again. This allowed Super Skull to pick the bones and uh, Skull busted open DL Hicks with Abigail the gas can of death. And uh, gone the the uh, two count uh, three counts excuse me in twelve in two minutes seventeen Super Skull capturing the KW Hardcore Championship for the first time a really bad gash and a mild concussion in the head, in D- for DL Hicks not a great day at the office at the end after all here of course the, the really fucking dangerous brothers were the World Tag Team Champions but yeah Hicks uh, certainly was uh, suffering an excedrin headache number five. Um, at that point in time. Moving on, an anthem match for the KW British Heavyweight title saw Psycho Yank keep his title by defeating Mark West, or at this point in time, Colonel Mark West, in 1510 to retain the title. That was a, a knockout victory, actually, for Yank. Post-match, US National Anthem was played as a token of Yank's victory. West refusing to respect the playing of the anthem, leaving the ring in disgust. And then we came to the main event, possibly one of the most bizarre matchups in Kick-Ass Wrestling history, as Rogue would defend the Kick-Ass Wrestling World Heavyweight title against Horsemeat one year after Horsemeat debuted at Stick It Up Vantage 2013. Uh, Horsemeat pretty much did the whole rope-a-dope strategy, and... Uh, Horsemeat locked in the knacker lock, but after he was forced to break the hole by referee Dan the Man Oakden, Horsemeat guarded the one, the two, and the three, and in 728, Horsemeat became the new kick-ass wrestling world heavyweight champion, when in arguably one of the biggest upsets in uh, kick-ass wrestling history, quite frankly. Yeah, it was an interesting uh, upset victory there for Horsemeat, and he finally captured the world title. So, um, let's... Um, Pull up one more clip for Stick of the Valentines because we've got a lot to c- cover in the next uh, bit of time and see how Horsemeat won. Broke doing the Rocky routine, she forgot the spit bucket. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit of a Rocky routine. Uh, Horsemeat mentioning uh, it. 
<laughs> now we're right back in the ring. Oh Wait a minute. I think Rogue's tired herself out. Wait a minute. I think Rogue has punched herself tired and horse me. With some form of robodope strategy, has actually outfoxed his trainer. Well, he's there for Rogue. Not much, not not much pizzazz in them. And now Horsemeat takes down Rogue for the DDT. Trying to cinch in the Nakarok. It's cinched in. Horsemeat with the Nakarok. His chance of destiny awaits here. So uh, yeah, Horsemeat locks in the Nakarok. She's in the centre of the ring. Uh, instead of calling for the bell, Oakton breaks this hold. Down the man, Oakton, everyone. Destiny is just a tap out away here for Horsemeat. The Nakarok is cinched in. Oh, de- oh, wait a minute. Oakton calls for a break. Maybe that was a choke. I don't know. But that's a bad break there for Horsemeat. Yeah, almost got rope to submit to the Nakarok. Horsemeat. Well, the Nakalok didn't work. What's he going to do here? Stomach claw. Oh, wait a minute. That's a cover. Shoulders down. Oh, that's it. That's it. We've got a new world heavyweight champion. Oh, and that caught the timekeeper by surprise. And that caught everyone by surprise. Horsemeat is the new world heavyweight champion. Lord help us all. The beast from the Knackers Yard is champion of the world. And the time being given at 7 minutes 28. That bout the double feature. Horse meets facial said, just giving it the just Horse clock egg, he's the champion. Hold the belt up, just the same winner. Big title. Kick ass wrestling, heavyweight, champion of the world. And Horse meat chewing the title as well. Uh, that was a special moment for, for Horse meat Quite the uh, character in the academy. Um, and a very interesting way to end Stick It Up Your Valentines. Um, so uh, let's take a look at the next show. And it was March or Die, which was a debuting show taking, taking place on the 8th of March. So um, four weeks later. Um, and we don't have uh, much in the way of clips until we get to uh, a very... Uh, interesting moment in KAW history. Um, if I'm honest with you, yeah, it was a very strange show overall, if I'm honest with you. So uh, let's take a look at the results. Uh, yeah, the final two, there was only five matches on the whole card, bear this in mind. Uh, and uh, yeah, there was some odd stuff happening. So let's take a look. Uh, opening contest uh, in a last chance match for the Kick-Ass Wrestling Hardcore title. Super Skull defeated Blaze to retain the title after special guest referee Dio Hicks, nonplussed about Blaze's aggressive streak, 
Fast counted the man who helped costume the hardcore title at Stick Up in Valentine's in 2557. That means that Blaze is no longer able to compete for the hardcore title as long as Super Skull is the champion. Then in a thriller of about, Ace defeated Yoshihiro Tashidushi, substituting for Tequila Salvador, to become the interim cruiserweight champion. Uh, Boomerang Brian Walker and Ace will meet at a later date in an undisputed title matchup. In the, that match lasted 15-22. Ace defeated Yoshihiro with the Ace Wing. Um, at this point in time, Boomerang was uh, unable to commit to many dates for kick-ass wrestling. So we decided to crown interim cruiserweight champion um, just to make sure that there was a cruiserweight champion. And Ace was pretty much our top guy, our top contender in the cruiserweight division at the time. Who was there? And uh, Yoshihiro Dashidushi actually managed to uh, get back into action after two months uh, following that knee injury, of course. He suffered, I believe it's in late December, early January, uh, that he suffered the injury. Uh, then we carry on. 15-minute Iron Man match for the kick-ass Wrestling British Heavyweight title. Uh, Psycho Yank and Tyson Snow wrestled to a draw at 15 minutes, no four scored. Then Yank scored the win in 5 minutes 16 of sudden death overtime to retain the championship. So, I mean, also note these times. 26 minutes for the first match. 15 minutes for the Cruiserweight title matchup. Uh, 20 minutes plus for the Iron Man match. Um, no matchup here on this card was was less than 15 minutes, which is a fucking impressive streak, if you ask me, quite frankly. So it is a very odd uh, turn of events. And speaking of odd turns of events, holy shit. Now, where do I begin with this? Arguably one of the most iconic moments in 2000. And 14KW. Again. It's just a question of where do I begin. Um, And uh, this match was for the Kick-Ass Wrestling World Tag Team Championships. As Party Time Pete and Xavier James defeated the really fucking dangerous brothers in 15 minutes 18 seconds to win the championships. Now this is significant on two fronts. Firstly... Part-time Pete and Xavier James, a ragtag tag team um, brought together by Wizkid Luke, who actually demanded the Pete team Xavier as a c- c- condition of wrestling Pete at April Duels. That was the first thing. So, so this is the debut Project Essex, who would have a very long reign with those titles. But secondly, this was when we saw the Illuminati start to manifest themselves physically. We had had someone talk in their name in January. This was really where they ramped it up. And this audio is just incredible stuff. Uh, come on, Pete. Nah. Listen, no, wait a minute. Some of the house lights just went out here at KW House. But DL Hicks, the Sydney Street Seed, still cinched in. Party time, Pete, fading and fading fast. What do you say? What on earth is going on here? We've lost some of our house lights here at KW House. I'm not sure why. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Someone's attacking Xavier James. And now someone's attacking... Di- Wait a minute. 
Who the hell? So the first foot soldier we see is the intelligentsia. Who is that? Wait a minute. And this is a, and referee Andrew Wright trying to um re, re, trying to reason with intelligentsia gets killed. Someone in the uh, in an Illuminati mask. A guy Fawkes mask, but we we reckon yeah they're the Illuminati. What just laying waste to everyone? The, this is chaos. Wait a minute. The lights dim the lights as intelligentsia it. then puts it on top. Providing feed. Then we lose the Ladies feed. And Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what that's going on. You hear that feedback as well. The World Tag Team Championships are on the line here. I haven't got a, the slightest clue. Wait, wait a minute. We've regained the feed. DL Hicks and Party Time Pete. A crumpled heap on the floor. Andrew Wright took a, pa a pasting as well from that. That mystery uh, Illuminati uh, member, fucking Xavier James, knows who it is. Was a member of the Illuminati. SG intercepts uh, Xavier James, and then the, uh, we lose the feed again. We've lost the feed again. I'm not sure what the hell is going on here. We've got two cameras. I can't see anything here. I can't see anything here. What is going on? Wait a minute, we've got to, wait a minute, Pete on top of Hicks, wait a minute, that's Roro Shadoku! So Roro Shadoku had um, kind of gotten out of the spotlight, she was in honour and respect, she returns to the referee here and counts the fall, SG complaining about it, and yeah Pete was on top of Hicks and new tag champions were crowned, but it got even more bizarre. Count three! What the hell is going on here? We've got new tag team champions! I'm surely I'm not putting two and two together and getting four here. But is it a coincidence that Roro Shadoku returns to KAW and counts a fatal fall in a title match? What the hell? Oh no. The Illuminati music plays, and we see the debut of possibly the most uh, deadly member of the Illuminati. Ladies and gentlemen, the Unhinged appears. There's another one! Another Illuminati member! At this we point in time, Intelligentsia has disappeared, so it's just Unhinged. And he is Unhinged. We've got new tag team champions! SG's disappeared! I'm not sure, maybe he was, he was jumped in the back, I'm not sure what that's going on here! Me following this is ridiculously bad so um, I'll try and uh, annotate if necessary this is absolute pandemonium Xavier James and Party Time Pete are the new world tag team champions but not without controversy what the Illuminati have struck Pete to attack Hicks and that, that Illuminati member oh good god Pete gets thrown through the entrance way Pete packing and now, looks like Xavier James, James is basically a trap right in the corner. Delivering some extra extracurricular uh, uh, punishment on Hicks. Oh, it looks like Unhinged wants We all know uh, that Xavier James, James has had his problems with the Illuminati. Wait a minute. Oh. That's another one. And the other one is the muscle. Oh, this is, oh, this is a mugging. 
take you, James. If I were him, James I'd get decides to get the, the fuck out of there, and I don't blame him. Dangerous environment, and Dio Hicks two on one. Hicks is the only one who couldn't escape. Destroyed by the Illuminati! Or, or, or front of the Illuminati. I don't know what that's going on here. This is in this is insane. Usainia James had At this point unhinged has a chair. But he knows what it feels like to, to mess with him. Oh! Hinge just nailed Higgs in the head with a chair. That's another one! A chair to the head! A mentalist makes his appearance. Well, there was four of them! The first one... You can imagine Intelligentsia's blocking the babyface locker room here. Nothing more than gangland assault on the bastard D.L. Hicks! And for what? Oh, the shot to the head! Chair shot and then a knee to the head by Mentalist. Oh, this is this is ridiculous. Oh, the and then muscle with a big splash. And then this very iconic pose. They may have just killed the other night. It's scary. I'll be honest, I'm Literally, they're just posing over Hicks's corpse like literally he's a slain deer. And they're on a hunt. And it is one of the more iconic moments in in KAW history. Um, but holy shit, it just got better from there, I guess, for the Illuminati. Uh, as your main event was a the first ever Knackers Yard Brawl for the uh, KAW World Heavyweight title. Uh, as uh, Big Ass Tiger... Uh, defeated Mark West and Horsemeat, the champion, to become the new champion in 1914. Uh, West was eliminated by Horsemeat to the Nakalock in 1258, and then Tiger um, pinned Horsemeat with the Tiger Splash in 1914 to capture the title. Then I decided to interview Big Ass Tiger, uh, the new world champion... And stuff happened. And we'll go back to the closing moments of March or Die. Become the new heavyweight champion of the world. And I gotta say, look at that, the respect between both Horsemeat and Big Ass Tiger is palpable. We've, have, we've seen two rookies tear it up in the main event. And not discrediting Colonel Mark West at all. We see three rookies rise up in the main event here at March or Die if they haven't already. And uh, I'll just know. I'll just remember that maroon bet, the maroon KW World Title Belt that we brought in. It makes its debut on this show. Um, Horsemeat won. He was the final champion to hold the um, 2010 KW Belt. Um, that was brought in as the world title in 2010, then became our first international title. Just realised that. The belt mark in me saying that. <laughs> okay, let's uh, go halfway. Like I said, I interviewed Tiger. So let's go halfway through this uh, interview, and the aftermath was just shocking. <laughs> it's a bit of a jungle, to be fair. I thought Kyosi was peeing on the tree. I don't know. Now, look, 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 it's brown. 
Ê, tê tê, mà đi, nhau nhau, chị ăn hết pha đâu à? Nhau, yeah, tê kẹt, tê kẹt, chị, đây, đây, đây cho cô, đây cháu, cắt nếp, cắt nếp, I tell you what, cắt nếp, you know whatever gets you. Okay, what I'm gonna do is sort of head a little bit further in. It goes on for a couple more minutes, but then there's an explosive conclusion to this interview. ได้เลยสกัดชิสติกกี้ไนส์แต่วิไลท์ในซันเซตวิฟอร์ดเดอะเดย์วิลซีวิมัสกี้พีเปิลบัตเดอะเดย์เดย์สวิดบายบายยู
And we're back here on bonus episode number 12, KW Radio. And uh, we now take a look at uh, April Duels and a three-day spectacular. Uh, we've only got brief results from uh, my source, which is the website, uh, kickoffswrestling.co.uk. We put on uh, the, the results on that blog. Uh, there's no times as well uh, to bear in mind... Uh, although I am pretty sure that I did put times on the KW Facebook group, um, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell a quick story actually about how it was very difficult to put the three days together because um, it was uh, we were at that that situation where it was almost nigh on impossible. To really, um, to 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 really just put that all together, it was hard enough putting together uh, a show in general. So the fact that we put um, three shows together in such a way was quite the achievement. Uh, many people, many many people said. So um, let's talk about April Duel Six taking place on the Easter weekend of 2014, April 18th, 19th, and 20th. And uh, we began the open the show. Big Ass Tiger, the new world heavyweight champion, um, with a bit of a victory speech. Of course, after what happened at the tail end of March or die, didn't really get much of a chance to uh, properly celebrate. And also unveil his new manager, Miss Tigress, who, um, of course, made her debut on this show. Um, and uh, so we began um, the match action on day one, opening contest. The Super Skull kept his KW Hardcore Championship over Rogue in a heck of a matchup. And in uh, a matchup uh, that saw... Roro Shidoku, Little Miss Controversy, returned to action. Um, she came up on the short end of the stick against uh, Tyson Snow. Um, now, Tyson didn't have much luck after that, as unfortunately uh, he... Um, let's just say he... Yeah, the luck of the uh, angry Americans didn't have. Yeah, you know, it wasn't exactly. It wasn't exactly his twenty. His his uh, year. Let's just say that, uh, referring to uh, twenty fourteen. Uh, then uh, we uh, continued on with a non-title matchup, as uh, Mark West would take on the world heavyweight champion, Big Ass Tiger. In a heck of a matchup. Um, however, it's uh, got a little bit. Um, I don't know how best to say this. Uh, it, it got a little bit sour, unfortunately. Uh, and I wonder. And I wonder who caused this uh, ruckus. It could only have been the Illuminati. They made another appearance, and this time they targeted the world heavyweight champion. Offensively, the colonel has been dominant. And Tiger, again pinned, but for two only. Give big ass Tiger a ton of credit. He's 
He certainly. Oh, wait a minute. I think Tigress. I think she caught the foot of of the Colonel. That caught the attention of the Colonel momentarily. It's the cover on Tiger for two and a half again. Two and a half once more. These near falls though are getting closer and closer. Oh wait a minute. Oh no. If you remember back to March or Die. This is when the party truly ended. In that World Tag Team title match. Literally the first thing that I, I noticed midget referee Pablo Martinez do was get the fuck out of there and I don't blame him. Bra you know, he's probably a, a braver bastard by running away than taking this punishment. The Illuminati are in the building. Oh my! And we see the first appearance of the spokesman as he absolutely waylays on Tiger and then just beats the shit out of West. So that's a no contest this one. on Tiger, then on Colonel Mark West. Oh, that is a hideous, ominous sight. Oh, wait a minute. Don't you... Don't you dare! Spokesman making no, a beeline no, 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 for Tigress, getting, telling her to get the fuck out of the way. Oh, Tiger takes Tiger a shot instead of Tigress. Right to the back and Miss Tigress and the world champion getting out of dodge. And I don't blame them because Colonel Mark West is taking a pounding here. West just absolutely gets fucking murdered here. And then we see oh, the midget oh, assassin no, debut. A, a smaller Illuminati member with a golf club. It's two on one. Oh, this is... This is disgusting! And it's oh. hilarious as well that Midget Assassin's wearing Stuck a West Ham to top as well. That was oh, a subtle God. clue Colonel that if that was, he was a subtle clue or a MacGuffin, I don't think we actually found out. Uh, uh, maybe a West Ham supporter now was involved. Um, Paging Jack Flame. Oh, wait a minute, they've got more weaponry, they've got a chair. has got a chair at this point. Looks like the smaller Illuminati member is. And the muscle up. turns oh, up wait, a, a little late to the party. On, West and West just gets hit nailed in the head. With a chair. Unprotected chair shot as well. The Illuminati did Colonel not give West a shit. took a shot right to the skull with that steel folding oh. chair. And now the smaller member of the Illuminati. Just wailing away with that. Looks like a cookie sheet. Oh, wait a minute. West fights back. Come on, Colonel. You can do this. But it's a numbers game. It's three on one. I'll tell you what. Sake. Spokesman got yeah. some. Uh, yeah. Oh, and again, a shot right to the head. Yeah, West tried Two to protect it, but Midget Assassin actually nailed him. There's three of them for God's West got sake. a lot of shine, actually, to give him credit. Why don't we get one from the back to stop this mugging? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait, wait a minute. West's arm. In the. Ch oh! Spokesman pilmanizes West's arm in the chair with a cookie sheet. Oh, my lord. They may have broken his arm. And now, oh! oh! Talk about a, you think, double team. That smaller member being used as a, a missile. Midget Assassin got slammed onto West this by is, Muscle. Oh, this is so sickening. It's, it's a three-on-one assault, for God's sake. And the Illuminati are running roughshod. And now they, they they still want a piece of West. Oh come on, this is enough! 
Oh, God almighty. The colonel hasn't been destroyed. He has now. And of the three of them posing. Oh, that is a sick sight. The Illuminati have destroyed Colonel Mark West. Uh, wait! Again, West trying to make a comeback. Still fight left in West. More guts than brains. You can't... Oh, I'll tell you what, you can't keep a good soldier down. I'll tell you what, West is... He's, he's either got more guts than brains, or he doesn't know when to quit. But the numbers game is just killing him right now. It's three on one, for God's sake. Oh, Jesus. Shoulder first on that chair. And then the splash. Oh, look at that. Symbolic three count. From the smaller member of the Illuminati. Oh, this is frightening. The Illuminati issued the challenge to Project Essex. Maybe they're just using Colonel West as an example. And now, to be trifled with. this is where we realise spokesman isn't that guy who talked oh, in January. Sick. It's broken. Our society disrespects those who disrespect evil. You're not a, a Colonel Mark West. You are a fraud for a year you have claimed to be as tough as any army little do you know pathetic worms the illuminati knows all we know you went AWOL you might as well have committed career suicide. So West. Something to note as well is that Spokesman's a little bit more aggressive in his uh, cadence here. He's not exactly eluquent, let's just say that. And if you thought that the passion of Jesus Christ himself was bad, the Illuminati will do more than just crucify you. Yeah, so I'm going to cut that short a little bit, only because of timing reasons, but God damn, did the spokesman really... Yeah, he, he was the the spokesman, all right. He, his, you know, that was just an absolute murder. But Mark West was the right guy, I think, to commit the murder on. Uh, all due respect to Mark. Uh, he, you know, he took a fucking pounding in, in that. And uh, it set up some good stuff for later on in the weekend. Right, moving on uh, on to the uh, next matchup, the final matchup of day one of April Duel 6. Uh, saw DL Hicks and Blaze in match one of the Free Theatres of Warfare series, which take place over the three days on day one, with special guest enforcer Chaos. That Chaos, indeed. He hadn't been seen in KW since July 2013. DL Hicks defeated Blaze in a kick-ass rules match to go 1-0 up in the series. So, yeah, we, we set a precedent there. Um, three Theatres of Warfare series can have three matches taking place with a title on the line in the course of a day, or in this case, a three-match series. 
So um, we've set that table a little bit here. Uh, but those two would have some more uh, stuff to, to come, if I was with you. Right, moving on to day two of uh, April Duels. Uh, if uh, the Good Friday fight day had taken place, uh, the Saturday showdown was next on the agenda for the competitors of Kick-Ass Wrestling. Uh, now, um, famously, we saw in this ma- in this event, uh, Project Essex, I think, both members of Project Essex, uh, yeah, it was both members of Project Essex, World Tag Team Champions, deliver what I can best describe as a absolutely phenomenal promo. I'm going to cut halfway through this promo and hopefully I've not missed some vital lines toward the end of it. So to to, um, set the tone a little bit, they ranted on everything, including a certain pariah from Leighton Stone, uh, a certain Wilkinson family. Which can be legally... Hot water for us at KW. But it was a hell of an entertaining promo. Uh, let's join it in progress. No, she ain't. She's just sitting down going, What's that? What day is it? <laughs> I think it's a Tuesday. Come on, it was to my fingers. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's definitely a Tuesday. That's just started. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, at this point in time, by the time Pete was... Was just like a comedian. He just he was just say some silly stuff backstage, and it would just get a laugh from the boys and girls in the back. So he can't translate a lot of that into his promo. Let's uh, carry on. Skip it a little bit further. That's a bit of one direction. Well, it's not a one direction. It's all one erection. Oh uh, yeah. Now, Illuminati, wherever you may be. You know, look, you can't, look, can't see them, look, 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 they're invisible. Now, oh. you want these? I don't care, look. Of course, Project Essex talking oh, about their are, tag title matchup later in the evening. Get to that in a second. Your muscle, okay, he's probably, he's probably out for the night, jacking up on the steroids, milkshakes down in McDonald's. <laughs> oh, there's a frappe. But, <laughs> even get scared by the chicken nuggets. <laughs> That's a foot. Shit. It's made out of chicken feet. Now, stop it. Isn't that right? This fuck of yours, I probably won't. He won't turn up. His spokesman's probably giving him the night off and say, oh yeah, go on. Off the McDonald's. Now, your intelligence is not here, I'm sure. I've not seen her. Your midget may be here. You can't see the fucker, look. Look where he's gone, right? Now, love all, find these Illuminati bastards and say, Where's your calling card? Please go on my, tw- please accept my Twitter request. Actually, one more thing, gentlemen. In regards to the main event for the World Tag Team Titles, I just want to get your thoughts on Chaos being the special guest referee, and also if the referee has touched the title switch hands. Do you think that plays into your hands, or do you think it may play into the Illuminati's hands? Oh, if Chaos wants to be touched by someone in a mask, then he can. But. Uh, we know as Project Essex, we actually know we don't touch dudes. Yeah. Thank you. Not like, not like whiskey, Luke. No, Whiskey Luke touches guys. <laughs> that was our trainee Kieran actually saying penis. Oh, no, no. Now, now yeah. Chaos, 
Suicide trying to kill the next offspring of, of, of his fat generation or whack himself off. But we were given guidance as to what to do during the match. Oh, I'm chaos, I come from, from Captain. But we, we know that he's got troubles and he's got relationship issues as well. He, he wanders around Clapton going, Who will buy my wonderful penis? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, well, what have you got, Xavier? <laughs> oh, he's funny. If you notice here, it's Pete talking and not Xavier. Xavier, on the whole thing. Yeah. What, Illuminati? <laughs> on the main event. This is a trash. On the main event. Uh, they, they think they can hide behind these masks. I don't know what they're hiding behind there. Maybe some plastic surgery or whatever they have done. Or butt ugly. To be honest, I've, yeah, they're butt ugly. No. Uh, oh, quite, quite they, frankly, they could be the ones from Essex that are fucking tan too much. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. They look like an orange. Yeah. Just like Joey Essex. Not common, are you? Same here. Mm -hmm. We are Essex, but we are not that Essex. Yeah. Okay. Fuck straight. Right, I'm going to start, start They may say, they may say, shut up. We say, shut the fuck, fuck off. We, we need t-shirts, right? <laughs> Fuck suntan beds. Yeah. We like the sun. Mm-hmm. Suntan beds? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, beds. that's what What's all those stupid towel lot do. God, they fucking put us in the fucking sun sometimes. Maybe that's what, uh... Yeah. Okay, well... So one more, one more thing, actually, before you guys prepare for your, your match-up. It's good to see chaos about it's a It's a silly question. Probably very trite considering the mood that you guys are in. Well, considering what happened with Jizz Split Puke. Oi, that's my name. It's a funny name. Fizz Kid Folk. Those were legitimately nicknames that Polly Time Pete delivered to me in the locker room prior to the show. Fizz Kid Luke, there you go. Fizz Kid Luke. Watch out, I'm a Fizz Kid, though, but. And then they'll fish. But anyway. So you guys obviously are supremely confident you're gonna retain the titles yeah. in the main event. That's gonna be a, it's gonna be a walking Okay. Oh. And any final words to the universe? Uh, universe. Um, we are fans. Um well, so you, Mr I can't say his name. It's, it's cute, it's oh it's disgusting. Gives with W and ends with an N. What is it? Oh, it's got a big name. It's like the name of shop. He's with W and ends with N. He runs some promotion up in Leytonstone. Wilkinson. Thank you. Right, you, sir. You want to AKW? Basically, I'm just going to shut the fuck up for the next five minutes because this is absolute gold. I'm going to take on one of us lot. Dude, put a sock on it. As, yeah. as, you, to as you told Blue Shining. Please put a sock on it, <laughs> as my ass cannot take no more. <laughs> but... Oh man, that's a boom. <laughs> if you want to face a K&W thing, 
You've got the fucking old Russell. <laughs> You've got a Watson that's turned through into your pet. I'm big, I'm fool, I've sucked your, I've sucked your sister's knob. But, <laughs> you want to threaten us lot in KAW, mate. You've got no chance. You've, you've come out and phone Facebook. Oh, oh yeah, wait a minute, I've got a promotion here somewhere. Dude, you can't even, look, look, you can't even wrestle in your own house. It's that untidy. Yeah, dude, you can't even promote. Promote? You can't promote Hello. shit. Sorry, wasn't it? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is a WCCW promotion promo video. Where am I looking? Uh, well, well, I said, can you stop washing up, in that, washing up in the kitchen, please, with the uh, blue shark in his mouth, can't you? Now, I've come, I've come ready, to, ready to take on the, my so-called friends, even though I've, I've fucked them over twice. Oh, wait, many times. Uh, what, what was it? Oh, so, someone got a cue. No, what? Hello? No. Right, I think I... I it's in for the West. I don't know. Sorry, this is... Well, I live in Leytonstone. Please do not hurt me. This is my address. When it's in my tag. But don't threaten KW because you will not fucking succeed. You started in what, 1991? Wasn't it? 1899. 1899. Oh my god. <laughs> you, still got, you still can't even get a fucking proper wrestling gig together. You had to employ these lot. Dude, give it up. If you really want to face this, we've actually got a midget that actually wrestles better than you, you tart. Ever want to step foot in Step Knee Green? The Project Essence boys will take you up the, up the garden path and actually bury you between your sister's legs, which you love so much. Now fuck off with this WCKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKK
Essex Championship Wrestling Alliance or some shit like that. Uh, they had one show, uh, spoiler alert, one show, the ring broke after the first match and they couldn't draw flies. Back to the backyard with half of them as well. Pity. And yeah, quid pro, pro quo, I wouldn't, so I wouldn't have uh, taken on any of them because they were, you know, we may be underground, but we have standards. I'll shut the fuck up once more. Did the right choice. You found out about this Wilco wannabe whatever. You've, you've stayed clear. You've done, you've got the better things, mate. I've seen Joe Royal, he's good. Now, well, you don't fuck with KAW because WKKKCW <laughs> will end prematurely like most of your relationships in the bedroom. Oh. You get there, they walk in, they walk out a second later. <laughs> they see how shit-stained your, your curtains are, and they actually see your mum is actually crouched in that chair because she can't escape. What Pete's talking about here is famously the um, headquarters of the Leighton Stone promotion... Um, the matriarch of that uh, group. Uh, her throne is quite old and decrepit. Let's just say that. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck living in the psycho house. It's all the Leighton Stone. Because she will die in that chair. And she'll still go, Are you paying my benefits? Now, please leave us alone. You get this message. If you find this... Op- Whoever actually actually puts this through his door, fuck sake, don't give him my address. I don't want shit in my my my, my neck of the wood. Jesus Christ! Smell my own long fucking way away. He's like, go fuck, he's coming, ginger, ginger, fuck. Ginger. Jeez, if you actually try to promote another fucking, how many times do you try to turn up at a fucking wrestling show and you don't ever turn up? Dude, we come up ready dressed in our KW gear. You don't turn up. Dude, we're actually promoting our stuff. You were just sitting there going, I wish I had money. Brett Hart would love to see my penis. <laughs> <laughs> There's a brilliant... That, that just killed me. I end up collapsing on the floor. <laughs> now I digress and I will see you lot later. Off camera, I literally collapse. <laughs> <laughs> Bret Hart and Sting, if you see a ginger man coming at you, fucking just run, run the other way. Yeah. Ladies. <laughs> I don't know if this will be a bonus on the DVT. <laughs> just sitting there going, I wish I had money. Bret Hart would love to see my penis. Enough <laughs> <laughs> said. Genuinely one of the funniest things I've ever done. I've ever given permission to in kick-ass wrestling. Party time, Pete. Absolutely fucking killed it. And that, that, that actually made him famous as a promo guy in kick-ass wrestling. Right, on to the results. It's almost trite to actually talk about the fucking results now, but uh, we will. Uh, let's soldier on here. Okay, so day two results. Saw Ace defeat Tequila Salvador to keep the KW Cruiserweight title. Blaze defeated DL Hicks in match two or three fitters of warfare in an I quit match by referee stoppage. Hicks got busted open early on and was unable to continue. And in your main event, Project Essex 
Party Time Pete and Xavier James against the Illuminati Spokesman and Midget Assassin ended in a no contest. Project Essex retained the KW World Tag Team titles and special referee Chaos uh, threw the match out after a little bit too much roughhousing from both teams. But of course there's that stipulation if Chaos got physically uh, attacked by a team, the titles could potentially switch hands. So it's very interesting indeed. Moving on uh, to day three. Fortunately, I don't have any clips, so this is actually going to be relatively quick to breeze through. Uh, Party Time Pete defeat Wizkid Luke in the opening contest, which was a loser leaves town, no holds barred matchup. So as a result, Luke had to leave KAW. Although, to be fair, at this point in time, he was very unpopular in the locker room and no real loss, unfortunately. Irish Assassin 2 making his KW debut with Irish Assassin. Defeated the Psycho Yank and Tyson Snow in his debut match to win the Kick-Ass Wrestling British Heavyweight title. In a big upset. In the deciding three theatres of warfare matchup, which was Seven Shades of Pain. Uh, so a 20 minute Seven Shades of Pain match. Uh, D.L. Hicks defeated Blaze by one fall to nil. Uh, to win the series by 2-1. to one, With the Sydney Street Siege in a roughly... Uh, with roughly 10 seconds left in the f- uh, show... In the, in, the, in the show... In the match to go. Um, so he got it really at the last second. Moving on. Big Ass Tiger. Defeat the horse meat to keep the KW World Heavyweight title. And in your main event... Colonel Mark West... Defeated the muscle of the Illuminati with the spokesman... In a career-threatening kick-ass rules match. If West had lost the match, he would have been forced to leave KW. And that was West's first win in kick-ass wrestling after a whole year. Incredible stuff. Anyway, moving on. Uh, and there was a lot to talk about in regards to British Style 6. Taking place on the 24th of May. Um, as we had the biggest... Tournament in British Underground Wrestling in 2014 as 20 kick-ass wrestling competitors would vie for the KW Brit- uh, World Heavyweight title held by Big Ass Tiger. Now, um, the draw was made on the 20th of May. The first 12 names drew- drawn were entered into the first round proper. Big Ass Tiger got a bye. Um... As the number one seed and the champion. He would get uh, a shot against the winner of one of four qualifying matches. So Ace took on... Uh, so Xavier James took on Saint Anger. Winner would face Big Ass Tiger. Super Skull would face Horsemeat. They would face Irish Assassin 2. Tyson Snow would face the Dark Soul. They would face the Spokesman. Uh, oh, excuse me. They would face uh, Rogue. And uh, Pod Time Pete would face the Mentalist. Um... With mentalist facing uh, mentalist or Pete uh, facing the spokesman in qualifier four, Ace versus Psycho Yank, Intelligentsia versus Boomerang Brian Walker, Tequila versus the Muscle, and Mister Danger versus Blaze were uh, the first round proper matches drawn. Uh, Buyers would apply in the tournament in the event of a double countout, DQ, or, or knockout. Uh, both opponents would be eliminated, and their opponent in the next round would draw by. Each qualifier had a 10-minute time limit. 
each uh, first round matchup had a 15 minute time limit, second round 20 minutes, semi-finals 30 minutes and no time limit in the final. So the table's kind of set a little bit there. And let's take a look at British Style 6. Um, as uh, we had the first four matches all qualifiers. Bear in mind this was a huge match, a huge endeavour. It took the whole uh, day. Uh, it took 17 matches in total. I think the largest amount of matches for a single show in KAW history. 17 matches. That's impressive. So, that's, so uh, I'm not going to dilly-dally too much. And uh, I'm just going to get into the results. As per the uh, blog on KAW uh, online. KickassWrestling.co.uk St. Anger and Xavier James wrestled to a 10-minute time draw on their first meeting against each other in six months. Both eliminated from the tournament. Super Skull defeat the Horsemeat 405 to advance. The Dark Soul defeat Tyson Snow to advance into round one into round one 215. The Mentalist defeat Pie Time Pete in 253 to advance in his qualifying matchup as well. Um, as a result of St. Anger and Xavier James wrestling to a time limit draw, Big Ass Tiger drew a bye into round two, where he would face the winner of the first bout in round one. Uh, as Ace defeated the Psycho Yank by disqualification in 1 minute 14 when Psycho Yank uh, nailed the Cruiserweight Champion with a chair. Irish Assassin 2 defeated Super Skull in 2.28. Boomerang Brian Walker defeated the Intelligentsia of the Illuminati in 1 minute 56. Princess Payne Rogue with Jack Slane making his return to KW after an absence. Defeated the Dark Soul to advance to round 2 in 4.06. The Muscle defeated Tequila Salvador by disqualification after some shenanigans from the Illuminati and uh, Powerhouse in 402. Uh, the Spokesman versus the Mentalist ended in a double countout in 1 minute 11. Um, now, this was a bit sh shit, to be fair. Um, it was a mockery of an edict by General Manager Mr. Showbiz Rob Evans to rein in the Illuminati. Spokesman and Mentalist complete with their own Illuminati referee who was the covert, evidently, making his debut, took a dive to eliminate each other via countout and not give the GM the satisfaction of seeing them explode. Uh, moving on, in a thriller of about to close out the first round, Mr. Danger defeated Blaze in 14.43, giving Danger a buy into the semi-finals. So as a result, three quarter-final matches, Big Ass Tiger would get the opportunity to defend the World Heavyweight title in his matchup against Ace. And Ace defeated him in 2 minutes 26 seconds to become the new World Heavyweight Champion and become the first KW competitor to become a two-weight champion in kick-ass wrestling, holding the World and Cruiserweight titles simultaneously. Uh, in, the second, in the third quarter final, technically second, Irish Assassin 2 defeated Boomerang Brian Walker after... Walker suffered an injury, allowing the British heavyweight champion to capitalise in 3 minutes 5. The Muscle defeated Rogue by forfeit when she was jumped by Illuminati members backstage prior to the contest. So, not cutting time uh, to the final four. Uh, Ace defeated Irish Assassin 2 to retain the title and book his place in the finals in just 1 minute 50. And the Muscle, with the spokesman, defeated Mr. Danger to advance to the finals. Uh, and as a result, in, in, that was in 6.18. And Mr. Danger vowed to uh, leave Kick-Ass Wrestling for a period of time after failing to win the British, uh, British Style Tournament. 
Uh, and then the final matchup saw the Muscle defeat Ace to win the British style tournament and the World Heavyweight title after heavy interference from the spokesman in 11 minutes 43 seconds. Post-match, special guest Enforcer Blaze, who many people had questions about his allegiance with the Secret Society of Evil, Colcock Dace to seemingly confirm his his membership. However, after an impromptu initiation, the spokesman the muscle declared that they had lied about Blaze having any chance of joining the group and turned on Blaze in a brutal beatdown. So, and then the spokesman dropped another bombshell, declaring the entire Illuminati co-holders of the KW World Heavyweight Championship. To say the least, holy fucking shit, what a dramatic end to British style. Oh, and it was odd. It was, it was so, so surreal seeing all that happening. Right, now, uh, two, ma- two shows to talk about. Um, taking place on a weekender. We used to do weekenders quite successfully in KW House era kick-ass wrestling. We began with You're Not The Law 2014 on June 21st. Um, Ace and Tyson Snow were both denounced as injured during You're Not The Law, seemingly at the hands of the Illuminati, who had been ambushing kick-ass wrestling competitors left, right and centre in... Uh, outside of kick-ass wrestling environments. Ace was attacked after leaving hospital. So they got him twice and forced the Cruiserweight Champion to miss Carpe DM 24 hours later as well on June 22nd. Uh, Snow's whereabouts were currently unknown at at time of uh, writing as he appeared to have been the victim of an Illuminati-orchestrated kidnapping. Goodness me. That was so surreal. So Tyson Snow and Ace were missing from the weekend. Uh, opening contest, number one contenders match. The Psycho Yank defeat Colonel Mark West to become number one contender of the British Heavyweight title in 1352. Then a challenge was issued by the Illuminati. Keen to make Blaze's life hell, they demanded a handicap proving ground match against the so-called new anti-hero of KAW. Blaze gladly accepted with his quest for the World Heavyweight title seemingly unerring. He would go through hell and back to earn the title. Then uh, the winner of this matchup would face Psycho Yank for the ti- for British Heavyweight title. Irish Assassin 2 kept his title against the muscle substituting for the Intelligentsia uh, by winning by DQ to retain the title. Then uh, Commissioner, myself, David Lovell, had a debate with the self-professed manager of champions, Mr. Liam Stevens. Um... This was an interesting debate. Uh, if you hold on a second, I'll pick it up for you as far as uh, this debate was concerned. I'll pick it up around halfway through. Um, just because of what happened at the end. Uh, so let's pull that clip up now. And uh, yeah, this is myself and Liam Stevens. Now, Liam kind of had the advantage because he likes a masturbate. <laughs> Jack Slade for the final stop on August 3rd. So we've got another weekend coming, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, weekend. Well, might as well give it a go because if Slade can find a West Ham shirt, you're right. I might as well prelude that. There was a, a challenge issue between uh, Stevens and Jack Slade to have something go down on the August weekend, which involved the final stop. 
I'll fast forward a little bit further because uh, at this point in time, Stephen started to uh, his in, the interest in Stevens at that time started to wane somewhat. So let's uh, go to the conclusion of this mass debate. He even tied us a bit back to that to the same chaos and he said, he said, no, it's, the chaos is going to tell you this. Time is the reason he's been kicked out. You're not allowed pets. Time is going around and, and the land will go in. That's, that's, that's really big to cat, mate. So you'll see later. Oh, bollocks. So it's, it's time is full, but Kate is getting evicted. If you see him on a train, just, just wave it in. Not, not tying him. Chaos, because you're going, can I, can I come back to London, please? <laughs> he, he, he can't, you know, I'll say it's to Oakton, right? Oakton, wherever, mate. Yeah, right? If you ever, if you ever see him, then just say, come live, don't live with me, just look. Take that train, it goes to, up to London, and just sit there for a bit, you might pick up someone. Because I don't think I would, would you ever want chaos in Clapton? At this point in time, I'd left the, the arena to uh, pick up something. He wouldn't go there. I wonder why. Oh no, I can't count. Because he doesn't swing that way. <laughs> no, I think cows can do that. For the, for, for the right price, in free turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Chaos. Yeah, you got it in him. Yeah, what team does Chaos support again? Arsenal. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The only, he's, I think he's happy. I think what happened, he, he celebrated too much in the, in that Arsenal win the cup there with him. Some silver cup, what was it? That's a shoot coming from an Enfield Town fan, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Right, so, yeah, come for the goal there, do that, yeah. Well, World Cup. Or politics, no? No, no, no. Politics, BMP, fuck off. No, you kid. Yeah, right, no. It's right. If we, we had, let's just say this to camera. If we get you keep elected in a couple of years' time, you won't see any of these international wrestlers, you know that. No tiger movement, no international icon. I legitimately mm-hmm. yawned behind his um, back. It was hilarious. You wouldn't see being outside of Teddy's an English resident, but he speaks Italian. <laughs> I've actually got to talk to him about that. But, mate, just... You can imagine the headache that Brexit has given us in KWHQ. Look at this, look at that, uh, what else is there? Politics, flags. Well, runway system, transport system. Oh, new trains are coming out soon. You know what, Stevens? Stop. Fuck. Ow. <laughs> 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 I hit him in the head with a stop sign and he cuts a fucking fart. <sighs> Liam Stevens, everyone. Yeah, so that that debate took place. Um, it a uh, sort of like a little bit of a, um, I guess, a palate cleanser. Uh, obviously, I've talked about the uh, first two matches. The final two matches saw well. We first saw a seven-person gauntlet match for the KW Hardcore title as Dio Hicks captured the championship for the third time, last eliminating the Mentalist and reigning champion Super Skull. 
So we eliminated two people to um, capture the belt in a time of 34 minutes, 8 seconds. So it was a gauntlet match. It was going to be long. Also involved with the World Tag Team Champions Project Essex, Big Ass Tiger and Horsemeat. Um, so some interesting names in that gauntlet. And your main event of uh, You're Not The Law in a handicap proving ground match. Woo. A handicap proving ground match. The man they call Blaze uh, captured the uh, official number one contendership, as it were, by beating both the muscle and the spokesman of the Illuminati in 33 minutes, 48 seconds. Muscle was eliminated early on, but spokesman kept Blaze at bay for over 20 minutes before submitting to the Dragon Sleeper that uh, became Blaze's move of choice in that era. Uh, moving on uh, to Carpe Diem 2014 on June 22nd. And certainly it was a hell of a show because there the cracks in the Illuminati started oh so slowly to manifest themselves somewhat uh, as um, Blaze got his title shot. I'll talk about that in a second. Firstly, let's uh, take a look at the other results. Uh, Irish Assassin 2 defeats Psycho Yank in 3.05 to retain the title, make it two defences in two days. Good uh, good little good techers there from the uh, newcomer at the time. In a two out of three fours matchup, where the winner would enter the main event for the uh, KW World Heavyweight title, Big Ass Tiger defeated Horsemeat by 2 to 1. In a combined time of 13.59, Tiger scored in the opening fall in 7.38, Horsemeat equalising in 11 minutes 51, Tiger getting the uh, the win in just a shade under 14 minutes, Tiger would replace the injured ace in the main event. In a handicap match for the KW World Tag Team titles, Project Essex kept the titles over DL Hicks, KW Hardcore Champion, the really fucking dangerous brothers would do a rematch, this was it. SG was um, out of action. Ace was injured and Blaze was obviously focused on the main event. So DL Hicks reformed Bastard Nation. Technically were beneficiaries of the title shot. Uh, It was a good matchup actually. The only double team move that was hit by Project Essex. uh, The welcome to Essex was enough for the one, the two and the three. So they retained the championships in a hell of a matchup, and in your main event. Well, I'll, I'll read some of the um, the blur from the blog first. This was a title fight with so much at stake, and Big Ass Tiger in the mix, it seemed that KW might have a fighting chance. However, with no disqualifications, a referee Varo Shidoku seemingly intimidated by the evil hold of the title, the spokesman, of course, defending the title on behalf of... Um, the Illuminati, although obviously that was a power play. Uh, it seemed that KW might have a fighting chance. Oh, I've read that bit. It seemed right up the spokesman's alley. However, the turning point could have been when Big Ass Tiger was thrown down the stairs of KW House by the demented leader of the Illuminati. Not a turning point for the defending champion, but one of the challengers, as this was the motivation for Blaze to truly step up. Despite being busted open by a series of closed fists by the spokesman, the new anti-hero KW showed no quit. So, that is the gist of it. 
Um, that's kind of setting the table a little bit. And um, should we play the finish of what was an, an absolutely phenomenal match? And legitimately, without, without hyperbole, this was genuinely one of the best matches in kick-ass wrestling history. And uh, let's uh, pick it up. Hopefully I've got the cue correct. Because it starts with Spokesman on top. Uh, let's go to the finish, I guess. Final couple of minutes. Of this. <laughs> Low blow there. From the Spokesman. Oh, bear in mind, Rora Stoker have been replaced by uh, Jason Whiteley in this uh, halfway through the match. Spokesman. Oh, the roller. He's... Look at that. Look at that. That's a blatant thing. Spokesman grabbed the tights, but uh, Blaze normally has some problems with uh, that particular aspect of his uh, his attire. So Spokesman probably didn't have much effect there. To be fair, moving on. It's a blatantly cheap pin, but Blaze kicked out. He grabbed the t he grabbed the trousers of Blaze as well. Unbelievable. And now. Who can seize the day first? Spokesman got caught in the head with a chair. And now Blaze selling up. He's looking to put the coup de gras on this. Blazing Glory Deluxe. The spokesman landed as hard as hard could be. And now can Blaze seize the day? He's not going for the pinfall. He's going for the Dragon Sleeper. Blaze with the Dragon Sleeper locked in. Jason Whiteley checking the arm. It drops twice. Yes, it drops the third time. We have got a new heavyweight champion of the world. And thank God. The reign of terror is over. God, my the voice breaking during commentary. I got into this place. Has done it. Oh, wait a minute. The spokesman. He's back up. Oh, the chin shot on Whiteley with a chair. Spokesman just cold cops Whiteley. Blaze just cold cops Whiteley. Oh, a little bit of karma for the spokesman. A little bit of karma for the Illuminati. Blaze just blitzed the leader of the secret society of evil with that, that belt. But it doesn't matter now. Blaze has seized the day here at Carpe Diem. We've got a new kick-ass wrestling world heavyweight champion. And Blaze's five-year journey to capture a real world championship here in underground wrestling has come true and look at that the first man to congratulate him the leader of the bastard nation dl hicks the hardcore champion the jubilation the emotion coming out of every pore of the man they call blaze he has gotten he's gone through hell and back to get to this point and on june 22nd 2014 the anti-hero KAW the man they call Blaze indeed seized the day now Hicks with the microphone 
light has been found at the end of the tunnel. And most importantly, we got a new world heavyweight champion. Indeed, that was the case. And what a feel-good moment as well. Uh, Blaze, legitimately, he'd been in, in underground wrestling at that point in time for five years and hadn't really had a, much of a break in Leighton Stone. He, he was given a token reign with their title, but he had held it for about six months and it just didn't mean anything. So, Blaze actually earning there his first real-world title in kick-ass wrestling um, was a, a joy, if I'm honest with you. An absolute joy. And moving on very quickly from June to July. And we had we had no shows. Because on the first weekend of August we had two shows. So uh, we could skip a month thankfully. Uh, the first show we had was the double feature. Uh, number two taking place on the 2nd of August. Um, two shows in one, split into two. I booked Like a Boss, and the Illuminati booked No More Heroes. So there was a little bit of a, a bidding war between booking, um, which was an interesting concept. I like the concept of Double Feature. I might bring it back one year. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, anyway, let's take a look uh, for Like a Boss. In a special exhibition match, Kick-Ass Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion and Kick-Ass Wrestling Cruiserweight Champion Ace... Wrestled to a draw at five minutes. Slightly over five minutes. But it was a fine warm-up for both men. Um, in the opening semi-final of a tournament to crown number one contenders to the world title, Ace defeated Tyson Snow with the ace wing at 6.13. Psycho Yank in the men's list wrestled to time limit draw at 10 minutes in their uh, qualifier. So both men advance. That means that we'd see a, a three-way final. For number one contendership to the title. In a Cockney street fight. It's where uh, anything goes. The only way to win is by submission or knockout. An old uh, stipulation favoured by D.L. Hicks. He kept a hardcore title over Super Skull. In, uh, in this uh, matchup. Um, no time given. When Super Skull forgot a fundamental rule of the Cockney street fight. When special guest referee Mark West counted the mercenary for higher down to 10. Post-match, Skull tried to attack Hicks, only for the leader of the Bastard Nation to slam the whole effing hurt into a pile of keys strewn across a ring, the ring after a keyboard was destroyed by both men. Rumour has it that Skull has challenged Hicks, title or no title, to a certain kind of death match never seen in kick-ass wrestling, but the clues stopped there. We'll get to that later on. Rogue answered an open challenge to the British Heavyweight title IA2. And got disqualified in 2 minutes 31. As it seemed to have interrupted a tea break for the Princess Pain. Either that or she got no biscuit. Yep, she got no biscuit. Uh, for those who are wondering what on earth I'm referencing when I mean no biscuit. Um, there is a promo that uh, was delivered by Greg Burridge. Um, a friend of uh, Kick-Ass Wrestling. Uh, I famously have a... A very awkward photo of him carrying two DVDs of the competition, looking like he'd rather be anywhere but there. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, he did a promo on a guy called um, Val Cabius. He was wrestling him at Southside Wrestling um, in 2011. And I think this may have been the match where Val Cabius lost the championship, the Southside Wrestling title, to Burridge. Uh, so it was early era um, at Southside. 
And uh, I've managed to remember the dog's bollocks is still on YouTube. So uh, this is this specific part, listen up, is where Burridge mentions uh, what irks him in life. I love this promo as well. Shot in the smoke, I think in the Smoko area of the Resistance Gallery in Bethnal Green. One of my favourite wrestling venues. And uh, um, lots of dogs and gays and uh, it's it's brilliant. It's a great promo. Uh, I'll start there at 29 seconds in. Uh, ge- genuinely, look this up on YouTube. Greg Burridge, the dog's bollocks. Hey, where's Jimmy? Where's Jimmy? So I'm here. Jimmy, no, no, Jimmy, that's Jimmy. your one. Shuffle, Sorry. shuffle, Sorry. shuffle. Sorry, I... Oh, it's just dogs, Jimmy no, Havoc, of dogs course. Dogs and gays everywhere. No biscuit? No. Shift down, go on the edge. What do you mean there's no biscuit? There's no biscuit. Oh, that, this means one thing. This means MBK, I'm going to take my anger out on you, son. Yeah? I can see already put you in prison because you butchered the English language. I saw that backdrop on your promo, son. Yeah? I'm really pissed off that. You say we've got no biscuit? No biscuit. No biscuit? Sorry. That's not on. You know what? <laughs> Greg Burridge is genuinely one of the most entertaining guys in the history of British wrestling. Modern British wrestling. Uh, unquestionably. An absolute character. And when um, uh, the, other, the third guy in the promo, Shiro Yoshida, um, the drunken Sunfire, um, Lucha Britannia's long-term referee for many years, um, yeah, there, there was no biscuit, and that pissed a bit that pissed Burridge off. Uh, so yeah, I, I kind of alluded to it when I wrote that uh, on our, the uh, double feature report. Anyway, moving on, <laughs> and we go to the main event of uh, Like a Boss. Saw Ace, the Mentalist, and the Psycho Yank battle for the World Heavyweight title shot at the 6th anniversary show. So this was set for September. Uh, Yank forced Mentalist to submit to a triangle choke in 1357 to book himself the main event spot at the 6th anniversary show. And then we uh, flipped the script a little bit with no more heroes. The spokesman himself substituted for the absent unhinged alongside the covert as the Illuminati Challenge Project Essex once more for the tag titles. This ended in a double disqualification, 13-23. A little bit too much roughhousing for referee Roro Shidoku's liking. Uh, and then a matchup was booked between these two teams. One more time for KW 6th Anniversary Show. Three stages to hell. So, for lack of an expression, uh, a redux from the previous year at KW 5. Then Liam Stevens was put in a matchup against the Covert, a five-minute challenge, and he somehow survived five fucking minutes. Um, as Stevens pinned Covert with a slam in five minutes thirty-two seconds, uh, and he certainly survived the wrath of the Illuminati. More importantly, Commissioner Lovell has the op- option to compete at the sixth anniversary in a match where, if the boss wins, the Illuminati would be banished from KW. DL Hicks had another title offence. Um, against the Intelligentsia, but it was postponed. Uh, so whether it was mind games on the part of the Illuminati or not, your guess is as good as ours. But the main event of No More Heroes was a rematch from Carpe Diem. Blaze defending the World Heavyweight title this time against the Spokesman. And this was a fucking physical matchup. Blaze retained the title uh, in a uh, hell of a brawl uh, by tap out to the Dragon Sleeper. In 23 minutes, 12 seconds. It's a close show. Dave Lovell booked a match at the request of the Bast Nation leader D.L. Hicks. Pitting Blaze Nace against each other in the World Heavyweight title matchup. 24 hours later at the final stop. Hicks obviously agreed that, that it would be a good match. 
Both men agreed, and the match was booked as a British rules match. So it was it was for many years a tradition uh, of British rules matchups. Uh, as a matter of fact, it still is to this day. So the table set. Blaze would uh, defend the World Heavyweight title in a British Rules match against Ace, the Cruiserweight champion, in a brilliant matchup. Now, uh, tw- the final stop took place 24 hours later, 3rd of August, and this was a corking show as well. One half of the KW World Tag Team Champion Xavier James defeated the Covert in 1017, and Spokesman de- defeated uh, one half of the champions part time Pete by submission in 443, meaning both teams could choose a stipulation for three stages of hell for the sixth anniversary show. And uh, I, as the commissioner, would choose the third. In a Chamber of Weapons match, a matchup that uh, was a KW House staple in that era, DL Hicks kept the hardcore title over Rogue in 822. The Muscle. Defeated Irish Assassin 2 in the kick-ass rules match to win the British heavyweight title in 1301. Post-match, there was dissension between the muscle and the spokesman. Uh, as spokesman wanted to free bird the British title amongst the, the Illuminati. Very, very communist of him. And rumours of a power struggle between the two. Uh, the muscle and spokesman uh, seem to be um, certainly coming true. Uh, and your main event, British Rules matchup for the World Heavyweight title. Um, Blaze got the first four, two minutes ten of round two with a stunner. Ace equalised the match in 251 of round three with the ace wing. And it went back and forth all the way up to round seven when Blaze hit a choke slam on Ace and got the four three minutes 14 in to retain the championship. To close the show, Psycho Yank came out to confront Blaze, fully aware that one year after debuting Kick-Ass Wrestling, Mr. Belligerent himself would get a shot at the world title on September 6th. So indeed, the table being set very, very fast for the 6th anniversary show. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about September through December of 2014. It was a busy time in KW. And the 6th anniversary would be the perfect way to set that up. And also, something of an end of a very, very dark era in kick-ass wrestling was on the horizon thanks to a very unlikely source who had certainly become somewhat of a cult hero in KAW afterwards. But we'll talk about that after this break. Stay close. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here, nigga. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here, nigga. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team fucking here. I didn't keep it real. And we're back on bonus episode 12 for KW Radio and uh we're taking a look at the brief history of Kick-Ass Wrestling for the year 2014. And, um, well, a milestone was reached in the month of September of 2014 as Kick-Ass Wrestling held its 100th show. And how the KW's ton would be KW's 6th anniversary. An anniversary show, and my, this was set in quite the setting, <laughs> if I may say so. Now, we had had some issues. Uh, originally, this was set, I believe, for the 6th of September, which would have been apropos, but um, there were some delays to the um, setup because of certain issues. Uh, certain people 
uh, weren't too keen on Kickass Wrestling running going forward, unfortunately. So um, it's uh, it was just an uphill struggle to try and get a date for September, but we got one. And uh, on September sixth, evidently, we did actually have um, a lot of promo shots, um, and uh, I'll um, impart you with a couple of them uh, while we have the time. And so let's pull up uh, the first of these promos. First up is Miss Tigress, who actually did a really good promo, uh, hyping the comeback of Big Last Tiger and the tag team matchup, the Tiger Movement we have against the Illuminati. Oh, and by the way, uh, this is to Blaze. Uh, he actually said that uh, Katy Perry's Raw was used by Rogue in Kickass Wrestling. No, it wasn't. It was only... Uh, that was Tigress's uh, first thing. Uh, so there you go. Stato strikes again, guys. Here's the promo. Greetings, KAW Universe. I'm Miss Tigress, and I manage the leader of the Tiger Movement, Big Ass Tiger. At Carpe Diem, that evil shit, the spokesman, pushed the leader of our precious tiger movement down a flight of stairs, injuring him in the process. Well, bad news for you, spokesman. On September the 27th, it doesn't matter whether he's 100% or not, but Big Ass Tiger is coming back. He is coming to KAW's sixth anniversary and with Tiger Power behind him, he's gonna chuck you out the fucking window. So watch out, spokesman. On behalf of the Tiger Movement, you can take your secret society of evil and shove it up your fucking ass. That was a brilliant promo, actually. And you gotta love Tigress, like that delivery, like just really angry, Essex woman, that estuary English really coming through. It, it's it's just it, you feel the emotion, you feel the the, the realism behind it, and uh, I love that promo. One of the best we've actually had um, in Kickass Wrestling. Uh, speaking of good promos, this one was from DL Hicks as he hypes up his hardcore title uh, matchup with Super Skull. At the 6th anniversary, let's pull this up. It's a little bit longer than Tigress's one, but still pretty good at doing what, uh, oi, oi, what they're the aiming for, and that's to hype the thing up. Your reigning hardcore champion. And September 27th is going to be a huge day in the annals of kick-ass wrestling history because KW turns 6. And, well, in the 6 years that it's been around, suffice to say, I've become pretty versed at capturing championship gold. I mean, let's run it down. Current three-time Kick-Ass Wrestling Hardcore Champion. Two-time KAW World Tag Team Champion. Former KAW British Heavyweight Champion. And I'll stand alone on a pedestal as four-time, 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 yep, four-fucking-time KAW World Heavyweight Champion. And also, I happen to be the shot at glory holder as well. So, if I lose this belt, I've always got a plan B. Or should that be a plan D.L. Hicks? Now, at the 6th anniversary, I'm in a hardcore title defence against a certain gas can fucking mentalist known as Super Skull. Now, Super Skull, I beat you fair and square for this belt in the gauntlet back at You're Not The Law. I beat you in a rematch in a Cockney street fight just to see 
if you could beat me at my own game well <laughs> let's just say i put control alt delete on your dreams of ever becoming champion as long as i hold this belt so you can go back to fucking that thing is it a petrol can i don't know if it's a petrol ga a can or just a prototype for a japanese sex fuck doll i digress but super skull i hear you're back on the radar you just i like the shit that will not be flushed you just come back popping up in my face stinking the joint out and well okay you've broken me down super skull you get one more opportunity but if you lose this opportunity at the sixth anniversary well as long as i am still hardcore champion you'll never get a title shot any title shot i've cleared it with the boss i've cleared it with the gm any title shot not a hardcore title shot, not a British title shot, not a tag title shot, not a world title shot, not even a WCSW world title shot. Title shot, nothing. You can even make up your own belt and not have a title shot at it. That's how big it's gonna be if you lose. So on September the 27th, Super Skull, you best bring it. Because the bastard Dale Hicks is walking out with the hardcore championship of the world. And there's two things that you can do about it, punk, nothing, and get over it. Oh, one more thing, did I mention it's a Lego deathmatch? Cause you are a sick fuck. You're a crazy fuck. And you've been watching way too many Addy Star matches. So, Super Skull, Lego deathmatch, September 27th. And it'll be fun building a spaceship and sticking it up your fucking ass. Peace out, you cunt. <laughs> and of course, uh, shout out to Addie Starr, of course, who was known for Lego Death Matches in her time. Um, a very clever um, end of that promo, actually. Quite a nice twist. Um, now, this is Super Skull's rebuttal. Uh, and we caught him inadvertently finishing off having a shit. At least we think it's him having a shit. Uh, let's go to the promo. <laughs> we already come. Oh. Right, Hicks, I've seen your promo. You want a death match, right? Now, you're saying Lego hurts, mate. No, 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 no. Jupro, I sleep on the stuff. Fucking make a bed out of you. Lego blocks, good. Connects, fuck that. They're fucking up. Now, Lego death match, well, mate, yeah. You're in for a treat there, mate. I'm going to make a fucking spaceship out of it. Send you off to the fucking ceiling back again. Then construct that back up again, make a deal though, shove it down your mouth so you can feel your mum's come from last night. Cheers, mate. Come. Wow. Super Skull was brutal. <laughs> okay, so before we get to the results, uh, one more promo, because uh, I think this is relatively short and sweet. Um, the Psycho Yank, the challenger for the World Heavyweight title, uh, has his say on the man they call Blaze. Hey, you, Blaze, I know I've been here a year. And you know you're a terrorist when you make up and you bird shit and shit like that. Now, you sir, you look like a seagull. I know what a seagull is, but in our country, we have eagles. Eagles are our best, best made people to go around and search for vultures like yourself. You sir, are holding something that I want. I am, at the end of the 6th anniversary, you know that Psycho Yank will be ruling the world and you've got nothing to do about it. I am Psycho, you're fucked. Sorry, son, it's your time to die. 
<laughs> Psycho Yank, everyone. Um, yeah, you have to remember as well, Psycho had only been in kick-ass wrestling for a year. He was already British Airweight champion. He he was really... The, the sky was the limit for sky, Psycho at this point in time. And so we go to the results of a sixth anniversary show. And we begin with the bottom line of Jack Slane that saw Blaze, the Psycho Yank, and the Spokesman involved, uh, which culminated in Spokesman taking uh, a JSS from Slane, Spokesman, who's clearly being a bit sycophantic, before... Spokesman's mask got destroyed by uh, Jack. Uh, and speaking of Jack, he uh, vowed that he would call the tag match between the Tiger Movement and the Illuminati down the middle in the hope that a little bit of East End justice would prevail. So moving on to the opener, uh, as Slane would manage Mark West uh, as he squared off with Tyson Snow. This was hard for bouts, the Angry American had it online. It was an I quit matchup where if Snow lost, he would have to leave town. Unfinished business unquestionably with his old rival Jack Slane. Uh, Snow had it all on line. West was invigorated and pulled out submission hold out of submission hold. And with Snow's reluctance to concede was his downfall as West cinched an ankle lock for nearly a minute and a half before something literally snapped. Snow screamed I quit in agony as it transpired the Colonel had broken the angry American's ankle. In 15 minutes, 22 seconds, Colonel Mark West got the Duke. Tyson Snow had to leave KW. Uh, it turned out, actually, that it wasn't broken, but was really badly dislocated. Um, so, to say the least, he was not, Snow was not happy with that. Let's just say that. And uh, when we get to the 2015 brief history, I shall discuss that uh, a little bit. Uh, moving on. Uh, as the, We had a three-way contest for the British Airway title. As Rogue defeated the Muscle and Irish Assassin 2 in 10 minutes 47 to become the fourth, the, the second person to hold the British Airway title on four separate occasions after Jack Slane. And of course, we have to remember this era, Rogue was a Jack Slane girl. I forgot, some somewhat forgot about that. Oh well, never mind. Moving on, we had the matchup to determine the fate of the Cruiserweight division as the Mentalist hoping to destroy the Cruiserweight title division, uh, would take on the mystery kick-ass wrestling representative. And the Illuminati's day went from bad to worse as Mentalist had the deck stacked against him. Enter Tequila Salvador with a newly reunited child friend Mexicano, the Hobby Horse. Pablo Martinez, midget referee extraordinaire, before Commissioner Lovell sprang the biggest surprise of all as the Masked Avenger. Yep. That Master Avenger made his entrance for his first KW appearance in one year since KW5. With handicap rules in effect, Mentalist put up a fight, pinning Martinez in his first and actually his only ever kick-ass wrestling match in 6.46. Tequila made an exit to 10 to the midget referee extraordinaire, so it was down to Avenger and Mentalist. Uh, Avenger picked up the slack and garnered the knockout victory with the vaunted Hand of Justice in 7.42. The Cruiserweight Championship division was saved. Post-match, the uh, former Citizens Champion said that he had returned from the Fortress of Solitude for one shot to give the Cruiserweight division a helping hand. Moss Avenger then declared the Cruiserweight title would be put online in a tournament. And uh, we'll talk about that later on because it happened in 2014. Then we had a big tag team matchup as the Tiger Movement... Uh, took on the intelligentsia of the spokesman, the Illuminati. In the opening moments, intelligentsia actually turned on the spokesman. So it became an, a handicap match. 
Tigress was able to uh, def- to uh, hit Spokesman with anything. Um, Slain, being the gentleman, uh, ensured Spokesman didn't hit Tigress. <laughs> so in 20 minutes, 30 seconds, Tiger Movement got the so-called victory as Tiger put an arm over uh, a Spokesman downed on his side. Slain counted uh, uh, Spokesman out and declared the Tiger Movement the winners in a bit of a clusterfuck. Now, I guess that's his send justice. Colonel Mark West then took Spokesman's mask, second time round that happened, and then Commissioner Lovell arrived unscheduled after an assault by Spokesman in the back. Indeed I did. Um, so we decided to give them one more chance and put the um, Illuminati uh, Project Essex World Tag Title matchup uh, an added stipulation if they lost then they would have to definitely disband as a unit. Controversial, to say the very least. We then carried on, Hardcore Championship on the line, and in the first ever Lego death match in Kick-Ass Wrestling history, which saw Abigail, the gas can of death, used as a receptacle for Lego, we saw Duplo, the little brother of Lego, uh, introduced to the fold, and Super Skull with a big splash on Hicks after... um, Drilling uh, after Hicks hit bare concrete floor. Uh, Super Skull got the win in 23 minutes 37 seconds to capture the championship once again. Then we had the big matchup between the Illuminati and Project Essex with the world tag titles on the line. In the first four kick ass rules, the Illuminati got the win as uh, spokesman. Uh, team with Midget Assassin here once again, a redux of the April Duels match. Uh, Spokesman got the win on Pete with an elbow drop in 15 minutes 19. In second fall, um, submissions count anywhere in the building. Um, It was Spokesman who tapped out to Pete and a half crab in 27 minutes 34. And then the the final uh, fall was last team standing. Both men had to be down for 10 count in order to lose. And um, roughly 8 minutes into the fall... So we're talking about, what, 35 minutes in? Something like that. Um, uh, welcome to Essex on Spokesman. Referee Matt Quigley uh, counted out the Illuminati. Uh, Project Essex retained the titles in 35 minutes, 57 seconds. The Illuminati had to disband. And then post-match, the Spokesman, frustrated at the loss, gave the ruination to Midget Assassin. Uh, in quite the move. Quite the dick move that uh, inspired the schism of all schisms and the feud between Spokesman and the Muscle, whom Midget Assassin saw as almost like a big brother. Let's just say that started as a result of that ruination. And also, this was, yeah, the final stand of the Illuminati. Not exactly mourning them now, even to this day. And the main event uh, for the World Heavyweight title, uh, even after Psycho Yank brought in a table, which uh, saw Blaze hit the blazing glory on Yank through the wood. Uh, Blaze got the victory in 35 minutes, 4 seconds to retain the title. And then to close the show, D.L. Hicks decided that he would cash in the shot at glory that it held since October 20, uh, 2013. Um... On November 8th at November Payne, uh, excuse me, at Charlotte Glory 2014. And also 
that Hicks announced that he was the first competitor to enter uh, something new in KW, the Kick-Ass Wrestling Hall of Fame. So that was introduced in 2014. Now, uh, moving on to twenty uh, to the next to, to three more shows, I think. Uh, no, as a matter of fact, we've only got two more. Good. So I, I did. I actually forgot we did not run a show in December. Uh, so we're on the home stretch, but I just realised we are slowly but surely running out of time. Uh, it's been a long slog. Let's just say this. Now, um, Shot of Glory, two thousand and fourteen, took place. On November the 8th, November Pain 5 would take place 24 hours later. There were some fucking amazing matches on both shows. Um, And let's uh, go to D.L. Hicks cutting a promo on his opponent for the World Heavyweight Championship, Blaze, the world champion. This was an inspired promo. I think just one week before... um, at FPW, I mentioned this on the 2014 program Exploits, um, which I think has already dropped by the time we recorded this. I hope so, because it's um, bonus episode 11. Uh, so, um, D.L. Hicks actually mentions, um, The King is dead, long live the king. It's a brilliant promo, a very intense promo, as D.L. Hicks lays the table for that main event at Charlotte Glory 2014. I was there Friday night in Carl Shelton when I saw a king slain by a crusader in a king slain by his cru- by a crusader of course uh, Sing is king and there's a big bo- a big can of the Sing is king energy drink on the desk that Dio Hicks is uh, cutting the promo on um, the Cockney Crusader, Greg Burridge, of course, is uh, whom the Crusader in this uh, scenario is. Uh, Greg, of course, won the FPW title after way too long. Um, defeating RJ Singh in a Lose Leaves Town match in Carl Shelton. So uh, we'll restart the promo. Because it is just a work of art. I was there Friday night in Carl Shelton. When I saw the King... Slain by Crusader in what people are calling the new future zone. Nine years ago, I saw the man who would be king at the very first event I ever attended. It's amazing how, after a long, long time, the more that things change, the more things stay the same as well. Well, after nearly eight years, the bastard D.L. Hicks sees himself on the cusp of being the king. Because you see, Blaze, November the 8th, Shot of Glory 2014, you defend the World Heavyweight Championship of Kick-Ass Wrestling against me, the very first Kick-Ass Wrestling Hall of Famer, and former four-time Kick-Ass Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion, the bastard D.L. Hicks. Now, Blaze, I know that we're allies right now. We're good friends. We're part of the bastard nation. And we fought against some pretty big pricks over the the last couple of years. But you need to realise this, Blaze. 
When the Kick-Ass Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship is on the line, all bets are off. I've been waiting a year for this title shot. One year ago, my career was on the line. My very existence in underground wrestling could very well have vanished. Much like the king that I saw dethroned this past Friday. But Blaze, the, f the fundamental difference is, is that where Ross Jones failed, D.L. Hicks isn't. Because, Blaze, I want that World Heavyweight Championship. I want it more than you'll ever know, Blaze. And come November 8th, once that bell rings, I will kick your ass like you are my worst enemy. Because you have the most coveted trophy in underground wrestling. Bottom line. That is, of course, the KAW World Heavyweight Championship. I've won it four times before. I want to cement my legacy. I want to cement my status as being the very best that kick-ass wrestling has ever produced. I want to become five-time Kick-Ass Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion. And there is no, no price I will not pay to ensure victory, Blaze. Because once that bell rings, all bets are off. It's a fight to the death. I will slay you. I will dethrone you. I will kick your ass all over Stepney. And I will capture the World Heavyweight Championship. And there is two things that you can do about it, Blaze. And that's nothing and get over it. Because on November the 8th, at Charlotte Glory 2014, when my hand is raised in a token of victory, and I become five-time kick-ass wrestling heavyweight champion of this world, they will not be saying the king is dead. They'll be saying, long. Live the King. A very intense promo though there, there from Dale Hicks. I, I mean, I, that's genuine. That is just intensity personified. Incredible promo there. And uh, so that sets the table for our main event. But let's talk about the results for the remainder of that show. It was quite the show. And uh, our opening contest uh, saw um, a matchup for the Kick-Ass Wrestling Hardcore title. Where well, the loser would get a number one spot in the Shark Glory Scramble. Get this. This is a hell of a matchup. Super Skull wrestled Colonel Mark West to a 30-minute time limit draw. So Super Skull retained the uh, hardcore title. Mark West didn't get the number one berth. He got number two instead. So that was kind of a symbolic uh, victory for the Colonel. Moving on. 10 minute proving ground matchup. Saw Miss Tigress defeat British Heavyweight Champion Rogue. Turn either herself or Big Ass Tiger a future shot at Rogue's British title in 2 minutes 30 seconds. In um, KW's first ever all female matchup since 2009. It's Rogue wrestling Devil's Little Girl back in the first anniversary show. Incredible to think that that it took that long uh, for that kind of uh, thing to happen. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, then we had um, a confrontation between Party Time Pete and Saint Anger. As uh, there was um, obviously 
a matchup taking place 24 hours later between uh, Anger and Xavier James. And uh, so, yep, the table set here as Polytime Pete um, calls out Saint Anger 24 hours before the big last man standing match with Xavier James. Richard Parliament. Yay! He comes from fucking. He comes from LDN. No one really knows. Oh, who's Richard Parliament? He comes from LDN. That's why no one's heard of him. Now, personification of Bin or Jim, Kim, hasn't had a win. Now, one minute. Now, Ace, if you listen to this, well, you can't be because you don't have reception in Leytonstone. That's the thing. Now, uh, one thing I might as well mention is that prior to the uh, sixth anniversary show, Ace decided to go on a sabbatical, uh, and he would he would come back in 2015, but he just had enough of life in general at that point in time, so uh, he needed to uh, clear his head, and yeah, it it hacked off uh, Project Essex for some strange reason. You friends with Ginger Knob, but we don't like you, right? Now, funny thing is though. To be accepted in the Wilkinson's gang, you have to pull your trousers down and accept the leader of WCCKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKK
you forget, you, this is the thing, no one ever forgets. When you're in Essex, the only message I have for you is that you see the big sign. It's welcome to Essex, mate. Come on, you forget that. And every time you forget, you just don't understand that every time that I say welcome to Essex, Oh! Mate, you're gonna get robbed! Kill him. Xavier just uh, nailed Danger from behind with the tag title belt. What you got? Hmm? Oh shit. Oh! Don't make frets and all that crap. To my tag partner. Did he say the bum knee? Target much? Target much? Mate, let me just give you the same thing that's going to happen tomorrow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You got the last one? Ten. And your winner of the last man standing match. Oh my god, it was driven! It's the Lumia Driver! Deal with that, you mug! Yeah. Wow, so Project Essex running roughshod over Saint Anger in that uh, little scenario. And so we go to the 2014 Shot of Glory Scramble and. Uh, Horsemeat, Mark West, Party Time Pete, Dark Soul, Irish Assassin 2, Muscle, Mentalist, Boomerang, Brian Walker, and Psycho Yank. Nine competitors there in, in competition. Uh, in order of entry, by the way. Uh, this one lasted 53 minutes, 13 seconds. The last half an hour saw Mentalist, Boomerang, Brian Walker, and Psycho Yank. Uh, just trying to outlast each other. And it was Psycho Yank who got the fall and captured the shot at glory in an incredible matchup. And in your main event, talk about long matches. Holy shit. This is actually one of our longest non Well, weirdly enough, it's only roughly two and three-quarter hours long on our DVD. Uh, a lot of our anniversary shows are sub- of three to four hours. This comes close. If, it, if there wasn't like... If it, there was only four matches on the card. Bear that in mind. So your main event. So another qualification match for the KW World Heavyweight title. And it was Hicks and Blaze. One... Well... They had faced each other in the past. One more time for the title. And Hicks got the pin on Blaze. Um... Or even a submission, I think. I'm trying to remember off the top of my noggin. Ah. Uh, oh, shit. It was a brutal matchup anyway. Hicks hit uh, two wrist lock clotheslines. And just murdered Blaze. Absolutely murdered him. Let's uh, try and find... Uh, the finish of this incredible title match that lasted... 39 minutes, 22 seconds. Absolute marathon from these two great competitors. Let's uh, pull up the ending of the main event of Shot Glory. There from Blaze. 
And a back kick from the champion. Shot away from Hicks. Like I said, away, bin the shot was ducked by Hicks. Side headlock. Bastardly deed! He hit the bastardly deed! And Hicks wins it! We got a new champion! Finally, this match. What an epic! An epic matchup! Sees destiny fulfilled for the fifth time! Courtesy of the bastard DL Hicks! An incredible, incredible matchup! These two warriors fought for nearly 40 minutes! And for the fifth time, DL Hicks is the heavyweight champion of the world. You have won a holiday to Las Vegas. <laughs> you hear referee Tony Chiswick, who, um, I'll be honest, I think he was hoping for golden time that day. Goodness me. Yeah, 39 minutes. Um, 39-22, one of the longest title offences in history outside of a 60-minute iron match, of course, that took place at uh, the first anniversary epic matchup and Hicks of course the uh, the new world champion for the fifth time uh, unprecedented at the time in KAW and now we go on 24 hours later to November Payne number 5 Sunday November 9th um, both D.L. Hicks and Mr. Danger who was the second inductee into the KAW Hall of Fame had their inductions um, both men addressing the KW Universe to accept the place in the hall. Hicks issued a challenge one more match with Danger, long since retired at this point in time, for one more match for the world title. Danger accepted on one proviso. If he won, Hicks would have to retire too in an all-or-nothing matchup. Um, that matchup that uh, we were talking about, uh, that Hicks mentioned in his promo in Car Sholton, that was pretty much all-or-nothing too, I'm pretty sure. Uh, anyway, opening contest, uh, saw Miss Tigress defeat one half of the World Tag Team Champions Party Time Pete in, uh, let's just say, a interesting turn of events. Uh, Horsebeat made his uh, presence felt, putting the one-man party on notice post-match. That his accidental horse penis elimination of Pete in the shot goalie scramble was indeed intentional. And then we had a uh, tournament to crown new KW Cruiserweight Champion. The Mentalist, who made the uh, new limit of £209, uh, up from 198 Defeat the Dark Soul to advance into the finals with 913 And then Boomerang Brian Walker, defeat Colonel Mark West, who also made the 209 limit uh, just by the skin of his teeth, in 2 minutes 49 seconds. The Spokesman and the Muscle had a confrontation. We saw the Princess Payne Road break it up. And then I decided that these two needed to have a fight. And I booked the two of them in a match on January 3rd at New Year's Execution 2015. The first show of that year. And um, do I regret it? Probably not. Uh, Spokesman and Muscle seemed like they could be relatively rehabbed. The Mentalist was in the shot of Glory Scramble for God's sake. And he was in the Cruiserweight title tournament. So he... He was able to assimilate into KW off the heels of the men of the um, Illuminati disbanding. 
That's something to remember as well. I swallowed a hell of a lot of pride to bring them back in. And then we uh, had the finals of the Cruiserweight title tournament. First match of the second half. As Boomerang Brian Walker defeat the Mentalist in 7.39 to capture the KW Cruiserweight title for the second time. Then we had the All or Nothing match for the KW World Heavyweight title. And an epic battle between these two Hall of Famers. Uh, thanks to some interference from the Psycho Yank. Referee Dan the Man Oakton threw the contest out, only for Hicks to demand a restart. However, the Bastards want to see a definite winner backfired as Danger nailed the champion with a flurry of waste disposals, and this led to the finish of an epic matchup indeed. Uh, and let's uh, let's get the finish of that matchup as well because this was quite emotional too. In fact, what I'll do is I'll pick up. Uh, this is where Hicks demands the restart. I'll pick it up from there. It was such, if it's okay with you, Danger, we said all or nothing. That's what we're going to give. Restart the fucking match, ref. Hicks wants a restart, and I don't blame him. He's too proud to end this. On a, on a oh, bullshit, right, no contest. Right, and Dan the Man Oakton said oh, to restart the belt. The World Heavyweight Championship is still on the line here. Hicks obviously wants... Yeah, if Mr. Danger's going to win this matchup, he's going to do it like a man and not with a no contest. And Mr. Danger's agreeing with him. And I agree with it. You know, let, let these two end it like men. And Danger, waste disposal. But Hicks is still standing, and Danger, make it pair! Two waste disposals, but Hicks, on spaghetti legs, he's back up! How the hell is he back up? And a kick to the midsection, Danger, with a trifecta! Three waste disposals, that's gotta be it, surely! Danger crawls to the cover! Two! Yes, it's over! It's over! Mr. Danger is champion! Mr. Danger retires as champion! And I've lost my voice. <coughs> what a match! The losing voice thing was legit. But the bottom line is, though, is that both men's careers are over well, I think that's just dawned on Mr Danger he's ended the career of DL Hicks he's not proud of it I think he's just he's just glad to have gotten through the match relatively unscathed we've got a new world heavyweight champion and it may only be for a temporary spell but Mr. Danger joins an elite list. At long last, after nearly 12 years, Mr. Danger is a true world champion. But you see the look of shock, I think, on the face and of D.L. Hicks. In 18 minutes and 10 seconds, your new, finally, Mr. Danger. So I'll skip back to a little bit to uh, Hicks now got the microphone and he's addressing the whole situation. Um, I'm just glad that they did. But I know that I did the right thing. Beat down. 
finally. It's a dangerous real world champ. Uh. The emotion just hitting DL Hicks like a ton of bricks, and I don't blame him. That was his last match, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I apologise if I'm not as eloquent as I normally am, but wow, that was emotional, folks. I can't say much of them. Thank you. Indeed, thank you, DL Hicks. You see Blaze at ringside applauding his his former leader in the bastard nation and the torch no questions being passed the embrace between those two tells the story the picture is worth a thousand words no question about it yeah so obviously blaze embracing hicks there at the end that must have been a little bit awkward well, certainly Mr. Danger becoming the world champion in a matchup which basically signified the end of his career in, as far as being a full-time underground wrestler was concerned. Um, certainly was the right thing, in my opinion, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, it allowed Danger to finally get that uh, tick off his list, as it were. He had obviously dabbled with retiring when he moved up to Lowestoft in the middle part of 2013. 2014 is there was some instability in his um relationship instability in his um uh living habits uh he had not quite if my memory serves it correctly not quite acquired castle danger yet uh um and uh so obviously there's still some instability and still some doubt into his whether he'd be an underground wrestler at all in 2015 so danger obviously had some stuff to sort out and certainly he did um as for dl hicks um having to retire as well um don't get me wrong he needed the break hicks was beat up at this point in time um and admittedly the the roster became a little bit thin because there were two guys that i noticed that really did help bolster Kick-Ass Wrestling's roster as far as a technical standpoint, of wrestling standpoint, is concerned. And it was D.L. Hicks and Tyson Snow. Snow obviously suffered a broken ankle and was out of KAW per stipulation in the I Quit match. And secondly, Hicks had, you know, always had some really good matches in general. So it, it was almost like a double whammy losing those two guys in the space of a couple of months. Um... But the flip side of it was basically what we were aiming for, and that was to have other guys step up to the plate. And uh, hopefully we did have that happen uh, going forward. Um, I mean, we, we uh, had the tagline for our first show of 2015, New Year's Execution being New Year, New New Wars, which was kind of meant to be like, okay, the, the, we've got other guys on the roster who are going to step up, and they're going to bring you new battles, as it were. That was the plan, anyway. <laughs> and so, on to our main event. The end of the line. Last man standing matchup. It's meant to be end of the line. As Xavier James failed to answer the 10 count. St. Anger defeated James in 14 minutes, 30 seconds. In a hell of a war. After um, a DDT was hit by Anger on James onto bare concrete floor. 
after half the ring was torn up by both men. This was brutal. Um, Saints Anger actually unmasked for the first time during the matchup and uh, showed that he was pretty much, yeah, Mr. Danger's twin. Let's just say that. Um, what a fucking battle. These, these two had a fucking war. And this was just the second match um, that they had in a grudge situation. They had the British-style tournament qualifier. They were hoping to out-wrestle each other, blind each other with science. That ended in a time-loop draw. They settled fucking nothing, quite frankly. So, think about this. They only had four matches in their whole rivalry, if my memory serves correctly. Yeah. And that lasted from October 2013 all the way to... Jesus Christ, January 2016, I think. Jesus, incredible. Holy fucking shit, <laughs> you know. And think about that in 2017 as well. That's pretty epic. So, yeah, that's the, the November pain. That's all the shows that we had this in this great calendar year, 2014. So, uh, let's wrap up the show. Uh, by looking at uh, the KW Awards. Of course, these come out around this time. Uh, they were actually uh, posted on the blog, Kickass Wrestling UK, um, on the 1st of December. And let's take a look at them. Um, most improved competitor went to Colonel Mark West. What a difference a year makes. After cutting his teeth in KW in 2013, West finally broke his losing streak in 2014. And despite not winning every match since, he's upped his A-game since becoming a Jack Slane guy in late 2013. 2015 promises to be a banner year for the Colonel, and any haters can, in the eloquent words of West himself, go West or go home. I forgot that was actually meant to be a slogan of West. <laughs> Goodness me. Most underrated competitor went to Super Skull. The insane mercenary for hire wins underrated competitor of the year for the first time. Two-time hardcore champion at this point in time. Has certainly shown a hell of a lot of innovation and enterprise in his match. Maybe this is what's convinced the KW Universe to recognise the whole effing hurt as an unsung hero in the annals and success of kick-ass wrestling in the last 12 months. This is a bizarre one because there, this guy only had two matches and disappeared off the face of the earth. 2014 Rookie of the Year went to the Midget Assassin of the Illuminati. Although there was an honourable mention to Miss Tigress, who had two matches, I think, herself in 2014. Uh, but stayed on for a couple, for a few more years. <laughs> this is a bizarre time for rookies in KW. Two years removed from the Talent Initiative, the KW Academy has exploded into life in the last 12 months. This year was somewhat different. Top two big ass tigers valet and a surprise package from the former Illuminati stable. However, if their performances were a small measure of what the future holds, 2015 is in extremely good hands. Bear in mind, we still had a young man in the academy in 2014 who was about to come out academy champion. We'll talk about him in 2015. But we'll talk about that, you know, on the next bonus episode of KW Radio, which addresses it. Uh, Feud of the Year went to KW versus the Illuminati. Very little surprise there. Um, not much need to be said here. Illuminati, although they only existed a short while, dominated the scene in that short time. KW's conflict with Secret Society of Evil was the most unforgettable feud of 2014 for many reasons. Heel of the Year obviously went to the spokesman. Were you actually surprised here? 
Although the cult leader had been looking to win hearts and minds in the latter part of 2014 since the Illuminati split, the spokesman was the ultimate evil door throughout the last year. So much so, he garnered nearly double the votes of the mentalist who came in second. Between them, they received about 80% of the vote. Babyface of the year, Big Ass Tiger. Conversely, the leader of the Tiger movement scored a massive landslide in the poll for best good guy. His popularity was unmatched in the last 12 months and somewhat galvanised was the, quite frankly, reprehensible actions perpetrated on Tiger by the spokesman at Carpe Diem, throwing him down the stairs, of course. That moment in June may have been, may have been the uh, sealer for two awards in the opinions of KW Universe in the year, was still relatively young. Of course, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that sums it up pretty much, doesn't it? Storyline of the year goes to the rise and fall of the Illuminati from March to September. An expansion of sorts of feud of the year was this award. Despite the geezers v. guys conflict between Liam Stevens and Jack Slane's respective portfolios being a fine conflict in and of itself, the Illuminati's rise to power and sudden demise was the dominant story in KW through 2014. I'll be honest, the geezers vs. guys deal kind of just bubbled under the surface and didn't really explode um, in that era. Tag Team of the Year went to Project Essex, part-time Pete and Xavier James, of course. Um... The duo from Essex also won the finish of the year. Welcome to Essex. Um, I, I had to cast a tiebreaker here as the really fucking dangerous brothers um, were close second. Um, and of course, as I mentioned, the finish of the year was Welcome to Essex. It helped disband the Illuminati at the 6th anniversary show. Show of the year, 6th anniversary show. Second was Carpe Diem 2014. 6AS saw many life-changing events, including the first st- final stand of the Illuminati, Blaze and Psycho exiting the show and world title main event, and many firsts in between. Carpe Diem was close second, saw the feel-good moment of Blaze capturing the world title. LOL moment went to the party time Pete, single-handedly breaking KW with that pro- part of that promo I played earlier on for April Duel April 6, Day 2, near 20-minute promo, given to Project Essex to hype up the upcoming title defence against the Illuminati. Soon saw the mouth of the duo, part-time Pete, go on a huge tangent that made Define's career as one of the finest orators in KW, culminating in a vicious rant on notorious backyard promoter Scott Wilkinson that saw the KW Universe think twice about how interviews and promos are conducted, at least from a content standpoint. Yep, because Bret Hart would love to see Scott Wilkinson's penis. I wish I had money. Bret Hart would love to see my penis. Prodigy of the Illuminati and Midget Assassin delivered a move on Xavier James that won him Shocker of the Year at the Warwalk Bulldog at the 6th anniversary show. Uh, Miss, Miss Danger and Deal Hicks last Friday, November 5. A uh, certain ginger tag nut committing career suicide near his execution with a butter knife of a shocking moment. Most physical match went to St. Anger v. Xavier James. I've just noticed I'm running out of time a little bit here, so I'm just rushing. Um, November 5 uh, DL Hicks decapitating Blaze with Rainmaker at Shock Glory 2014 two years after winning the same award with the same opponent DL Hicks of course dislocated Blaze's brain in 2012 uh, at date with the night 2012 I'm right in the hardcore title dispute yeah he almost knocked Blaze Sparko with a Rainmaker um to, in, on his way to win the title, uh, KW World title for the fifth time. Upset of the year, Miss Tigress wins her first singles matchup against Rogue, Shot Glory 2014. Valet Big Tiger brought to competitive ranks in the late part of 2014. And um, the first singles bout between her first singles bout was hyped to the first all female match in five years, and Rogue fell to the so called first lady of the Tiger movement in short order. 
Tag Match of the Year went to the Really Fucking Dangerous Brothers versus Project Essex, despite the uh, horse fuckery, uh, March or Die. The other matches from f- 2 to 5, 2 was Project Essex Illuminati uh, 3, Three Stages of Hell. Uh, Party Line versus Really Fucking Dangerous Brothers from Yuletide Beings 2013. And then the uh, other two Project Essex Illuminati matches, match 1, Took place April Duels. That was at four, and the fifth one, uh, the uh, fifth match in the countdown was the rematch from Double Feature Two. Singles match of the year went to DL Hicks versus Mister Danger from November Pain Five. Not much needs to be said here. Two masters of the underground scene turning on the style one last time, and what turned out to be the final hurrah for both men at this time. Danger kept the title to end a twelve-year career on high, but the past zone eight-year run was over too. It truly was the end of an era not only in kick-ass wrestling but in London underground wrestling as well. The rest of the top 10 was Blaze vs. Psycho Yank for the world title 6th anniversary show. 3. Tyson Snow vs. Dark Soul for US title stick up Valentine's. Spokesman Blaze Big Ass Tiger world title matchup Carpenter was number 4. 5. Horsemeat vs. Big Ass Tiger vs. Mark West Nakajar Brawl March or Die. 6. Saint Anger Xavier James last man standing match November Pain. 7. Blaze vs. Mr. Danger from British Style 6. Psycho Yank Mentalist Ace from the Double Feature 2 number 8. Number 9 was Blaze vs. Ace British Rules match for the final stop. And number 10, Rogan Horsemeat, Stick It Up Your Valentine's 2014. 2014 competitor of the year was Blaze, who had a banner year in 2014, telling his critics exactly where to go on the road to becoming KAW world title holder in June. Despite competing as a villain, the early part of 2014 became an unlikely anti-hero that proved to be kryptonite for the Illuminati. Since then, as a member of the Bastard Nation, he garnered popularity by giving up to no one, whether it be on the side of evil or a fellow hero in the KAW universe. The rest of the field was interesting, so far as, resp- as results are concerned. Spokesman was second, despite being a master villain. Many were impressed by his skills as a competitor. It was obviously the Spokesman Blaze feud that uh, garnered Spokesman that much uh, uh, votes in that category. Um, Boomerang Brian Walker made it to third in the polls. The Cruiserweight King still had a decent showing despite battling injuries. DL Hicks, 2011 winner, was fourth. Pike Time Pete, who narrowly missed the shortlist... Um, was a wild card entry and pulled in fifth. So, yeah, that was the um, KW Awards for 2014. And what a way to end 2014's brief history of KW. We've gone to three hours pretty much. What a show it's been. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I've been, of course, the boss David Lovell. And uh, we hope to hear from you very soon on another bonus edition of KW Radio. Until next time. So long.